Hey, I'm Aldo. And I'm Dylan. The universe made us neighbours at the age of 10 and best friends from our first day of high school. We own a couple of businesses together that work in industries like this and like this. And we are building an app that sounds like this. This is our journal. It will hold all the good times and the bad times that have and will occur while we try to be the best versions of ourselves. So follow us on this journey of self-discovery, business evolution, and all the people we collide with that are way cooler than us. High fives fives and hugs, hugs, baby. <laughs> Dylan and Aldo. High fives and hugs, episode four skin. <laughs> I've been wanting to say that for the last five minutes. Wow. That's flat out. This is a good tune, bro. What is it? It's uh, Dennis Salter. Dennis Sawa. Dennis Sawa. Make you feel good. Does it make you feel good? It's, um, I think it's a remix of his. Oh, does it make you feel that one? Does it make you feel good? We'll find out. Yeah, we will find out. Hey, good song. Joseph. Joseph and Dennis Sawa. Good track. Maybe I was completely wrong then, but it sounded on point. Well, episode four. Skin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I mean we have to start off with at least a fucking good chat about the fact that Last time, well, I mean, happy Sunday to you. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday morning. Um, when we left on Friday, well, the first half of Fridays was all about how scared you were for your bucks, do. Yeah. And we said we'd have some too. stories. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I, I, bet, I think the best way to like understand the scale that we went to mm. without being incriminating... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> is that we got home on Monday and you didn't come into work till Thursday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I was crook. I, I think I think I put it down to the fact that until so <laughs> I obviously thought we were going to have a some sort of a warehouse party or like yeah. a park car park party or something i don't know oh, as far as going I remember, to be a, your your, very, your father-in-law or your father were going to be on the barbecue tent and the sausages as far yeah. as you're aware um that wasn't the case there was a yeah talk us through what happened well you guys kept me waiting at home for so fucking long i was ready at like two o'clock waiting for you to pick me up even though you said three thirty and you guys rocked up at nearly four and then we just hung around at my house for another hour and I was like, what are we doing? Just me, you and Mark. I was just sweating. All three of us equally as nervous. I was just sweating. <laughs> and you're like, should we go now? All right. And then you guys were going and having little meetings in the front room at my house. Uh, Stay there, Aldo. I'm like, fuck, what is going on? I'm like, am I about to get kidnapped or something? Um, at that point, I did think a bus full of our mates is going to rock up and we're going to go somewhere. Right. But then we got in an Uber. Which took fucking ages. The Uber decided to fill up at the servo on the way. So I was standing out the front for like literally the longest seven minutes of anyone's life. <laughs> so we jump in an Uber and then you're like, I'm like, where are we going? And you're like, kind of Joondalup. I'm like, Joondalup? The fuck's in Joondalup? Then we get on Main Street and start heading towards the city and I'm like, okay, we're not going to Joondalup. That's the opposite direction. And then... 
I had that conversation with you and Mark in the car. I was like, have you guys ever, you always know where you're going, you know? When you get in a ride share yeah, yeah. or you get in public transport or you get in your own car, you always have you always have a location to, you know, you always know where you're going. Sitting with you guys and the fact that you guys weren't telling me where we were going was like, yeah, really weird to com- like comprehend. Yeah, I, yeah, to roll I, with the punches. I had to. I it was a nice there. feeling. It's like being in another country, but your friends know where you're going, and they just won't tell you. <laughs> or yeah, something yeah. Like, um, it would have been nerve wracking, man. Like I put myself in your shoes a fair bit, especially on that ride, and I was like, I'm nervous now, and I know what's happening, and it's not even my day. Yeah, you know, yeah. You could, have, you so, could have been like, oh, we're, are we about to go like jump off a bridge into water or something? Like, why am I dressed nice? What's happening? Yeah, I have not. Yeah. My brain was going crazy, eh? And then we get on the freeway. Mark's like, we're going to Mandra. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, man, we've got a house on the canals in Mandra. And I'm like, oh, fuck, that's not, that's not bad. Yeah, that would okay. have been sick. <laughs> so then we're on like on the bridge heading South Kanata Freeway in the traffic, in the peak hour traffic to head towards Mandra. Yeah. And... The Uber driver just cuts out of his lane and starts going down Riverside Drive. And I'm like, is he in on this fucking ordeal? <laughs> and he kind of was, but not not to that extent. Right. Well, he was playing it like he was. Like there was no one driving past us in the other lanes that we would have been in to go where we were going. Mm. And he's just sitting there in traffic. And I'm like, okay. Well, then he cut we out of, remember he cut out of the traffic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were sitting there for ages. And then he's like, oh, okay. Mm. Just cut out of the traffic. Well, yeah. And I'm in a completely different direction. Yeah. I was like, what is going on? This Uber driver's been paid double or something. Well, I said to him, I was like, dude, we have to be there at 5 p.m. Like where we're going. Right. We have to be there at 5 p.m. And it was like, and he, and when I'd booked the Uber, it was, we were going to be there at 5 p.m. And then he was like, I had to fuel up and la la la. And then I walked over to him before you walked over and I was like, hey, man, I couldn't explain. I didn't want to explain what a buck still is. You know, right. Different nationality. I was like, it's this guy's birthday and we're having a surprise party for him. Yeah. Where we're going. Don't tell him. And he's like, do you want me to lie to him? And I was like, don't. <laughs> no, no. I was like, no, don't. Don't. don't add it. I can't he handle it. He just taking it to uh, another level. We're like. He takes us to gin love. Like, You've taken it to. Like, <laughs> but no. And then so we come past the bell tower. No, mm. we're heading into the city. Past the convention centre. And I'm like. And previously I'd said something about the Ritz. And Mark looked at me and he's like. Pretty nice building, isn't it? And I was like, we got to the Ritz. Mm. I was like, look at fucking sandals on. Mm. <laughs> like, and then uh, gone past the Ritz and I thought we were going to pull in. Mm. And then we've gone around and that's when I kind of caught on that we would probably be going to that little, um, what's it called? That little area where the boats and stuff are. The Lucky Shag and stuff. Yeah. Mean? But when we pulled in, I was like, oh. we're going Barry to Street Lucky- Jetty. Barry Street, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, we're going to the Lucky Shag. I was like, I've been there twice in my life. <laughs> and that's where I'm having my bucks. <laughs> yeah, you were like, this is disappointing. <laughs> well, I didn't know what else you had planned. I, I, my brain was in two minds. I was like, I'm either going we're either going to the Lucky Shag. Everyone's there. We've got beers and, a, you know, the area on the river, like, you know. Nice. You know, Comfortable. Food, Piss up, beers, whatever. whatever. Yeah. Nice little area. Nice day. It's a fucking beautiful day. If that's what had occurred... I spent far too much time protecting my computer from you looking every time. I was working on your bucks every morning for like three weeks straight towards the end. And you're like, oh, we're just going to get some catering at the Lucky Shag. <laughs> Dylan, be better. <laughs> and then um, and then we get out of the Uber 
we start walking and I'm like, oh, we start, we walk past Lucky Shag. You guys are like, you guys are just moving and I'm just following you because you obviously know where you're going. And we've hook a left after Lucky Shag and I'm like, oh, we're getting on the, they're tricking me. We're getting on one of the transperth ferries and we're going to the South Foreshore. This is all, this is all a trick. Did you really not think at that stage that you were getting a boat? I, man, no. Nah. Really? No, nah, I thought we were going to get a, shit? I thought we were I getting was like, a, as soon as we got to Barrack Street Jetty, I was like, well, that's the cover. Like, that's the moment. Like, you know. I didn't think of it because I said to you earlier in the week, I was like, I don't expect to be on the water. I don't expect to be in the air and I don't expect to be underground. Mm. And you were like, good. Mm. And I was like, okay. And then in my brain I went, well, I'm not going to be on the water. Yeah. And then I figured, oh, the, maybe the transperth thing is just like a trick to get us over the other side. And I, then I was thinking about that happened so quickly that when I was thinking about it, I was like, what the fuck would be on the other side of the fort, like on the South Foreshore? Nothing's over there. Mm. Been over there quite a lot. There's nothing over there. Yeah. Cocos. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to go have a picnic. <laughs> Dylan, you fucking, you fucked it. <laughs> oh. Um, but no, and then, and then as my brain was putting that story together, mm. that's when we turned the corner and I saw the boat and I saw like, just like the back of a fucking charter boat, just full of all full that of And I was like, oh fuck, sick. We've got a party boat. And then, fuck. Yeah, that was pretty good. The party boat was, wait, the party boat to talk through the, log- oh, to talk through some of the logistics of the day. Mm-hmm. We had, um. So we had like planned this whole charade in advance, right? We, we, and there's more to come, obviously, in the story. Yeah. But we had like everything arriving to the boat. You imagine because we had this like pig, like the the spit roast pig, like a whole pig mm. from Monday Butchers, that like was like the prize medallion of the boat. It was like the bit that made the boat extra. You right. know what I mean? For you, because you've been on boat parties before. We're like, how can we make it like more elder? Let's get a full you know? pig. And that's, yeah, that's why we'll get a big it's fucking delicious. Yeah, it was great. Till anyway, uh, <laughs> the story continues. Get to that. <laughs> and then, like, Mark stayed up all night making platters. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like, all those platters, they yeah, weren't yeah. bought, man. He made all them because every, all the delis, like, ran out of food and shit. Like, coals and stuff doesn't have yeah, food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. He was up all night cutting cheese, cutting salami, cacciatore, the whole shit. It looked fucking awesome. Oh, man, he did a fantastic job. Um, I think he's got a new career in that. Yeah. Grazing bros. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think we've discussed this, boys that platter. Um, And then, um, you know, Larry was picking up piss for both alcohol, for Mm. both legs of what we were doing. Mm. Um, And then all of it was arriving at the boat and, and I needed to pay cash for the boat and I, I was so worried about all the moving parts. And then because loading the boat was like the one thing me and Mark had nothing to do with. Yeah. And it was like pretty primo for us because it was like where – it was like not being at an event as a site manager, not being there during the hour where gates open. Yeah, sure. And it was like real weird. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, yeah, oh, I've done that thing again. What? When my brain's just gone, sir. Sue, <laughs> so oh, and Sue. so Sue is the original sender. Yeah, Sue. So then, um, we're we're on our way to pick you up, and I've been so worried about all the movie. You forget to get cash out. I forgot to get cash out. So then we go to like I think. Forgive me if I'm wrong, Mark, but I think it was like Nolamara. He's trying to work out how can we get out. Like it was three grand we had to get out. Yeah. So it was like, how do we get out three grand cash from an ATM right now? And it was like 
certain that I had to be paid. Yeah, yeah, on yeah. the boat. It was already pre-discussed. And, yeah, no worries. He's busy. Yeah, yeah. Squeeze. It's, and it's four o'clock on a Saturday. Banks are closed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and we go to the Commonwealth ATM and it's just like surrounded by people in a, in a, a lower socioeconomic environment. To explain, it felt dodgy. Yeah, yeah. The Uber driver's already gone off course. He's upset with us for going off course. Right. So he's not getting paid currently sitting there waiting. <laughs> he drives off. He drives off and we're like, have to be at you in 30 seconds. And he drives off and I'm like, where's he going? And Mark's like, it's okay. I just saw him. He's pulling up a car park. Thank God for that. And then I could only get a little bit out. <laughs> the, the ATM ran out of money. So I could only get a bit out. He could only get a bit out. Um, and then when we got back, oh, no, I, I could only get a certain amount out. And, I, and then I walked off and I was like, oh, I have to go back. And it was a massive line. The Uber driver was like, no, nah, no, nah, get in. I'm not waiting for you anymore. Blah, blah. So then we started driving back to yours and then I had to like give him cash. And that's where the like all the moving parts with the getting the cash out scenario and all that and not having enough cash. I didn't have enough cash. Yeah. Um, when we rocked up to yours, we were like, do we know what we're doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, there was a lot of failures in the last like 30 seconds. Like, sorry, in the last 30 minutes that we were like, is this, gonna go this to plan? is going well. If this is not going well, is that going to go? Well? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> And it didn't because we all got in the boat and there was no other guy the drinks weren't gone. Were they not? Well, there was ice because I had that big, you bought me that, you and Mark, got me that big um, champion cup with the plate and stuff engraved. Champion buck, manual cup always be full, Aldo's bucks party sort of thing. Mm. And that was my vessel for the day. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to drink. So I think Mark, was it you or Mark that made the rule that I was only allowed to drink out of that? And everyone could top it up at their at their will. Mm, yes, correct. That was and Mark. if I got caught drinking out of something else, I had to finish the 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 champion cup, which is which probably hold what maybe four liters. Oh, it was it was grossly oversized. <laughs> Mark was like, it I was about the same volume as as someone's head. I, I was oh bigger. It's pretty big. I know. It's, oh yeah, that's, probably a that's head. That's also pretty big. Um. Uh, and Mark was like, yeah, I didn't intend, it f- in- intend for it to be this big, but it is, so deal with it. <laughs> and then he was <laughs> like, um, if you put it down and someone else drinks from it, then you also have to finish it. No, it was if you put it down yeah. and you get caught drinking from something else other than that, yeah. then you have to finish that and, and then go the back cup. to your, and then you go back to your cup. Oh. Like you have to, sc- like if someone catches you drinking from a can, you have yeah, to scull-, scull the can and then go back to your cup. Oh, I thought it was... If you get caught drinking from a can, I have to scull both. Well, it depend. Well, yeah, but if you're drinking from a can, the likelihood that there's nothing left in your cup. Oh right, yeah, no, the so, cup was full until I got off the boat for six hours. Really, it was full. When did it start leaking? <sighs> after the boat. After the after boat. After the boat. Yeah, yeah. Boat. At about midnight. So anyway, sorry, we've so we've digressed. Where are we at? In so we get on the boat. Timeline. We get on the boat. Get on I'm the boat. Saying, I I do my best to say hi to everyone. Um, I think I within the first forty five minutes I'd said hey, hi to everyone on the boat. It's Two a weird seconds. thing. Actually, good. Po- this is a good, probably a good time to say thank you to Dave Hancock from is it Party Boat Charters that he owns? Marine One. Marine One. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He um looked up, looked after us on that one. Yeah, Party so, Boat Charters. Sorry, yeah, yeah. He looked after us on that one. So thanks, Dave, for all your party boat needs. <laughs> just Google <laughs> Marine One Perth. Um, so yeah, get on the boat. Say hi to everyone. Everyone just starts topping up my champion cup and then music's on, boat leaves the dock and we've got the boat for five hours or something. Five till 
Yeah, yeah five, four yeah. hours. Four five hours? Yeah, five till nine. Right. Um, and that felt like some of the other guys in the boat were like, oh, that boat went really quick. But I was, I felt like it was like half a day. Yeah. It felt ages. It felt like ages. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, yeah. Obviously, you weren't having a good time. <laughs> hey? Time flies when you're having fun. Well, man, I was just having a million conversations. Yeah. Just, which, which towards the end, I don't know how you were doing because you were absolutely obliterated. I think just the, I think. I think the adrenaline. I got off the boat and I was like, I'm, I'm fairly sober. Yeah, you went well, obviously, we got back to the um, to the Barrack Street jetty, got off the boat, and I was held at the boat. Like I wasn't allowed to leave the ramp. Sorry, leave the jetty, which I thought was weird because that's what you and Mark were doing to me at my house, and and I was oh, confused. Like, I was like, I, I was like, are we, what, what, where are we going? Whose house are we going to? Well, also, I, I mean, thought we we're going to someone's house. But what happened on the boat again? Someone like so, me and Mark had been. And obviously there's another bit coming up, but like me and Mark had been very, very strict with everyone on don't Not screw up closing. any of the surprises. Yeah. So we managed to get through the boat without you knowing yeah. like, that the boat was a thing. Well, the boat driver, he was yeah. like, at one point um, I was in the cabin and the, the driver was like, having a good day, blah, blah. When you get married, just those standard questions. And he's like, excited for afterwards? And I was like, what's afterwards? He goes, oh, you've got things planned for afterwards. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. And I just figured we'd be going back to someone's house for a party. Well, you ran up to me. <laughs> Do you yeah. remember this? You ran up to Slightly, me. Slightly, yeah. And you were just like, oh, you were like, oh, you cheeky de-. Like you were just like, I know that's what I would say. But you were like along those lines, like, you cheeky bugger. You said this was it. You said there was nothing else. La, la, like just drunkenly and you with, thought with your had... finger in my face just yeah. at me. Like, and I'm like huddled with all the boys. like, And everyone's looking at me like, how are you going to handle this one, bro? <laughs> and everyone's got the look on their face, which is like. Who the fuck slipped up? Yeah. It's like obvious that there's something else. And I was like, what? And then I just completely fobbed it off. I was like, I don't know what the hell he's on about. And you were like, nah, you're up to something. La, la, la. And I was like, and then after you left, I was like, who the f- was it? <laughs> I was like, who gave it up? And then I, and then you, and then you were like, oh, no, nah, nothing. Like I was like, I went up to you and I was like, what is it? And you were like, oh, I don't know. He just said this isn't it. And I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Don't ruin the bloody thing. Yeah, yeah. So we get off the boat. Everyone's holding me at the, the jetty. Mm. Oh, by the way, on the boat, we had the full pig, like hacking the pig with a machete. That was fun. Um, yeah, just great conversations. Everyone had a really good time. Sensei Salvatore's Sicilian sauce. Oh, yeah. The beer. You guys got the, Major, the what was ma- like anime? What style is that? It's like more, like comic. Anime. It's yeah, like, like anime, anime comic. comic. The boys got um these beer labels made and it's me at, at 18 passed out on a toilet on the Gold Coast <laughs> when we went there for levers. <clears throat> and the guy's like, taken that photo with me on a toilet and then like made it like explosions and all different like little like uh oh, multicolored very dragon ball z yeah it's fucking awesome. I was sitting on a toilet <laughs> and then it. they've um wrapped like a heap of like exports and my favorite beer which is baby peach by rocky ridge they've just wrapped all the beers with this label and it says salvatore uh what sensei salvatore's sicilian, sicilian sauce, sauce. Fucking awesome! I've got a roll. I've got the roll of those stickers at home, mate. Yeah, good. Good. Well, I I had Georgia and I had covered exactly well seventy two of them. Yeah, to make sure that like everyone on the boat got one. Got, oh, but right. then I didn't pass on to everyone. But that I tried to pass on that it was memento, <laughs> but I didn't. So, but we've got some right, right. aside anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Nah, it's so sick. And then, yeah, get off the boat. And then I'm like trying to get like <clears throat> trying to get information out of our friends to be like, where are we going? What's the plan? Like what is everyone doing? Let's go. Okay. And then um, my dad just like comes over from like where the U-shaped driveway is at Barrick Street. Yeah. Pulls me from where we've got off the boat. It's like, Aldo, follow me. And then but at this point it had been probably like 20 minutes since we got off the boat and I was getting a bit Fancy? No, I was just getting a bit like, come on, like, like let's move, it. let's go. I want to do something, but obviously there was. A well, plan. we were all standing around out in the corner, like we all had out in the corner. We had like all that. You probably didn't see, but we like consolidated all the booze into one esky and all the food into another esky, and like really, like I mean, I, I suppose that's how I you didn't leave. even notice that's any of how that. You would normally leave a boat, I guess. But yeah, yeah, for yeah. us, it was like pack efficiently yeah you know yeah, what I mean? yeah like i didn't notice any of that so we had like fridge trolleys and stuff we had like a full kit of stuff sitting there ready to go mm. yeah and then yeah walk out to the road and there's a there's a 20 seater bus there and everyone's like out get the fuck on the bus and i'm like <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> your dad <clears throat> so the bus rocks up yeah so your dad's like right at the same time as your dad's like thanking me for putting on a, a good spread like yeah, you know yeah. I mean? like your dad was like Dad had had a, your dad had, had a couple. Oh, and, yeah. And he, he, was, he, was, he was loving it and he was really thankful to me and to Mark, but to me in that moment. And then the bus rocked up and he was like, oh, can I get him? And I was like, yeah, yeah, Carlo, you go get him. <laughs> he was like, yeah, he was hell excited to go get you. He was like, it's like he wanted to present to you the cake. Like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it was like everyone had been holding me back and telling me not to go. And then dad came over and got Aldo, come with me. And I was like, I love that dad was like, I want, I want to take this piece. I, yeah. want, I want to be involved in this this bit portion yeah yeah um and then see so yeah, walk up and then i'm like what the fuck is going on and he's like and everyone's just like get the fuck on the bus and i'm like who's getting on the bus and they're like don't you worry tried about to it. pull your cousin onto the bus who had work at 6am <laughs> who works for us you try tay come with us you come on the bus we're like no 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 <laughs> this bus is going places and he's got to be there at 6am no way so then yeah Got a big group photo with everyone and then... No, so we, yeah, so we were trying to pack the bus. We were trying to load the bus up and yeah. you were like on the bus trying to pull people on the bus and I was like, no, get off the bus, get off the bus and then that's when you organised the photo and you mm. still hadn't noticed the detail and then... What was the detail? And then we got the photos and then you got on the bus. We all started going on the bus and then you saw the back of the bus. I was, I was watching you and you looked at the back of the bus after we loaded the eskies and stuff mm. in there, which was a bitch and a half. Mm. And you looked and there was just like 20 bags at the back of the bus, like all stacked. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And you were just like, where are we going? <laughs> what are we doing? What is happening? Dylan, what, what is happening? What is going on? What are we doing? Oh, what are we doing? And I was just like, yes, perfect. Yeah, this man, you got me. Yeah, I didn't expect You were that. so excited. I mean, I didn't expect the boat, but then I didn't expect to be jumping on a bus at 10 o'clock at night and then heading somewhere Yeah, with, you know, 18 of us. But then, yeah, said got a big group photo with everyone that was on the boat and then jumped on the bus with like most of the nearest and dearest that well, there was 17 of us 17 of us that could sensei salvatore sicilian 17 <laughs> get on the bus and then we take off and i'm like where are we going and then i don't know if it was just part of the fun but everyone just decided to not tell me where we were going not tell me how long we we're going for and not disclose to me any information except for give me a sheet of paper that was <laughs> 
which I've brought with me. Oh, have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A sheet of paper that had a list of things both back and front. So everyone, um, everyone, yeah, everyone got one of these. I'm going to read out most of them, but not all of them. It's going to take ages. Well, I mean. So the, it was this competition, like kind of like a scavenger hunt of dares completed. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. It was like, yeah, it was a point system for dares. So it's called Sensei Salvatore Sicilian 17 Challenge, <laughs> obviously. But look, the reason I want to go through the effort of reading all this out yeah. to a certain degree is, one, it's quite entertaining. Yeah, it right? is. Um, for our listenership. But two, you know, these aren't gonna, these pieces of paper aren't going to last forever. And one day when it's, you know, when you're, you know, having your 20th wedding anniversary, <laughs> you know, we want to look back and have a laugh at remembering all these things. And quite frankly, for me, I don't remember, you know, I don't want to just remember the time that Aiden yacked on Ben. I want to remember more than that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, drink for the, for the listeners, drink a beer was one point. Shotgun a beer was five points. Drink a six pack in half an hour was twenty points. Uh, do 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 a tequila body shot was ten points. Remember, it's just a bunch of boys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a couple of hairy belly buttons. <clears throat> um, do a shoey fifteen points. Smoke a whole cigarette through your nose thirty points. Build an eight can wizard staff twenty points. Smoke a peppy tree leaf cigarette twenty points. Don't talk for one hour thirty points. Wear socks as gloves for three hours in the day, 20 points. Is this under the same headings? Because there's different like... Oh, so the first few were like up to smoke a peppy tree. Leaf was intoxication and then... And you've got general ones. And then general. Um, put, a, put a stinger like a jellyfish from the water on your penis, <laughs> 50 <laughs> points. Challenge a stranger to a running race, 20 points. Shave one side of your body, 50 points. Be buried in the sand up to your neck, 20 points. Chop down a tree at least three metres tall, 40 points. <laughs> have a girls just want to have fun dance party in the car park, 20 points. We did that on the drive down yeah. wherever we were going. After I got thrown in a fucking nappy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot we put you in a nappy and yeah. said you couldn't poo or piss. Yeah, oh. so bus takes off. We start heading south and more well, from the city and I was like, okay, we're obviously heading down south somewhere. Maybe we are going to Mandra. And then we pull off for a piss stop and then – the boys were like, that's your last piss. You put on a nappy now and you're not allowed to use oh, this a was toilet. At the, at the BP, yeah, the main BP. On the- you're not allowed to use a toilet until after we arrive. Well, probably not even. I think the boys envisioned until tomorrow until- or something, the next day. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and you didn't even need to do it. I didn't need to go after that. I yeah, know, how was- weird because <laughs> we were sinking tins on the bus. I don't know how you didn't. Once you broke the seal, I thought you would have been ready for it. Um so we did have a girls just want to have a dance party. Uh, get a tattoo, 50 points. That wasn't done, unfortunately. Hit a stranger with a cake, 30 points. Hit a golf ball off a beer bottle, clenched in a teammate's butt, 30 points. <laughs> Yell, you shall not pass in front of a stranger with a staff of 10 tins, 15 points. Do a nudie run, somewhere deemed public, 40 points. Go for a swim in a pool or spa, 5 points. That was probably one of the fun, even though it's five points, it was one of the funnest parts with me walking, from my point of view, obviously, walking into like the back corner of our accommodation. Our For the record, our accommodation is like an aircraft hangar in the middle of Metric Up, <laughs> an aircraft hangar size building, and the back half is all two-story accommodation with like a, a floor that connects everything and like 
full pool table and la la la. And then downstairs is like a massive open a area. Massive open area. Like the guys were like kicking the footy. <laughs> yeah, it's in fucking the house. Huge. <laughs> like marking it onto the couches and shit. And then all of the bedrooms downstairs, like a few of them had like connecting bathrooms with spa baths in them. I've just walked downstairs at some point, being like, where's Aldo and Lawrence? Walked down to the back bathroom. <laughs> three in the morning and <laughs> you and Larry are like hats on, sunglasses on, <laughs> tins, drinking beers in a spa, bubble bath going everywhere. In an octopus. In an, with, an octo, with, a, with a giant octopus. Inflatable like, octopus. Inflatable octopus just hugging you both with like water and slush everywhere. I was like, <laughs> perfect. Um, receive a bitch slap, five points. Well, the reason we did that though was because it was have a, getting points. Yeah, no. Have no. a swim in the in a, yeah, in in a, a bath. Little spa. Little uh, spa. Attempt to ride a farm animal, sheep, cow, horse, or goat, 30 points. 60 points of successful. Not sure. <laughs> so we, we deemed successful would be three seconds or more. Okay. Rip your shirt off in public and do a sprinkler dance move. I think almost all of us did that when we went to... Salvos. When we went to the Vinnies and went and bought dresses. Watch Okay. Watch human traffic its entirety and give an analysis speech. <laughs> Party with a homeless person. Swap footwear with a stranger. Get a terrible haircut. Shave your facial hair off. Get a piercing. I did that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that hurt. Put a bloody safety pin through the top of your ear. Um, order anything while only wearing your underwear. Get a photo with a first responder. Busk on the street and earn some form of currency. Swim in a dam. <laughs> now, I mean, feel free to chime in here because I'm only t- going to be able yeah, to tell yeah. stories from my point of view. But I did swim in a dam, which was great. Because <laughs> there's two water tanks with a manhole <laughs> right near our accommodation. And they're quite scary to jump into, to be Pretty dark and slimy. Yeah, it's just frolic around with these water tanks. Lawrence is in the nude. <laughs> it was really weird because it was like top half was humid and the bottom half was freezing cold. It was real weird. Um, you give me the old. <laughs> How much do I tell of this story? About that much. Uh, where are we? Belly flop off the Boston Jetty Bridge. Body surf a barrel. Swim across the Margaret River. Get a thumbs up. No. <laughs> From no. a dead kangaroo. No. Yeah, nah. That's that's the most, out of all the things on this list, get a thumbs up photo with a dead kangaroo is the one that I didn't put, in, didn't put on there and don't want a bar of. <laughs> I just don't. I just don't. It's, nah, Why? Makes me feel just makes me feel really disrespectful of poor life of the world. Buy a dress from Salvos and wear for the rest of the challenge. We all did that. Yeah, that was good. Um, that was funny as riding electric just, just twelve guys in a Salvos because some of the boys are at the accommodation still. There's like twelve of us there. Twelve of us in a salvo is all just going through, just like picking out. What do you think of this one? Yeah, yeah. Well, this one look good on me. And then we're too tight for my shoulders. And then it's funny because we're trying to pick them for the other boys that aren't there too. So then Mark's standing there being like, "Which one do you think for Lawrence? This one or this one?" (laughs) (laughs) And it was like dead set. Like it wasn't like sure the the accent that the 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 voice that we just put on, but Mark wasn't putting on that voice. He was being dead set. He was like, "Which one for Lawrence, bro? This one or this one? Which one do you think suits you more?" And I'm like, "Man." We're on it. Um, put your ass on a window in a public place and get a picture from the other side. Ring Danny and confess your love for her and tell her why she should marry you and not Aldo. 
That was like one of the first ones that was completed when we were on the bus. You did that. And I then, did it. And then and then her brother did it. <laughs> uh, get inside a skip bin. We did that. How many of us did we fit inside the skip bin? I think it was about six, five or six of you. Yeah. Did you not get into the skip bin? I'd already oh, got you, in. You took the phone. The night before. <laughs> <laughs> I found the skip bin. That's right. Get inside a portaloo. And then extra points for each person that you get in there with you. We've got six of us in the portaloo. Yeah. So we just bought the dresses. We're walking to the bus. You were the last one on the bus and you turned to Mark and you're like, no, you turned to Aiden and you're like, dude, Portaloo. I don't need to do a shit. Look, there's Portaloos. And then you and Aiden were like, sweet, let's go get some points because taking a selfie in a Portaloo while doing a shit was one of the the things to get points. And then you guys have ran off to go get your points and I was like, and then who was it? Mark or someone was like, let's tip him. And we were like, fuck, nah, like that's pretty flat out. That would suck. That would suck. And then after like four or five people going like, like not wanting to do it, but like wanting to do it, hyping each other up. Next thing you know, we're all running towards the portaloos to tip them. Yeah, these portaloos are like behind fences for like a building site. So we, <laughs> we already had to like break into, not like break in, but like we were already trespassing on a building site to actually mm. get in. And then portaloos. we've all ran in. We've all ran in. And I don't think any of us intentionally were going to push them over. But we wanted to scare the fuck out of you as if we were, you know. No, that wasn't said. I think that was just like the, the gist. The gist. Everyone was like, I wouldn't want to be tipped over into some dirty construction portal. Aiden was going to, t- sorry, not Aiden. I think it was Mark went to the back of the toilet at Aiden's pushing it. And I was like, bro, if, if that falls, goes over, he can't get out because the door's going to be on the fucking ground. Yeah, no, nah, that would have been horrible. But as soon as we start moving the fucking portaloos and pushing them a little bit and just getting them on the angle, you and Aiden were like just well, I, I howling. Heard, so I was like literally mid-poo and one – sorry, just to finish the thing, take a poo in a portaloo and get a selfie mid-poo. So I'm literally doing a poo in this portaloo. It's stinking hot in there. Mm. It's the, the most disgusting po- – I've worked in events – I've, this is the most disgusting portal I've ever been in. And I was that busting. I was like, whatever. I'm getting, as I'm trying to take the selfie, I just hear Aiden having the worst time in the portal <laughs> next to me. Like, no, no. What do you say? That's average. Yeah. He's like, he's just saying, you know, it's serious when someone says that's average. <laughs> you're like, he's like, that's average as fuck, man. Like that is average. Stop that. That is average. And I'm like, not cool, not cool, not cool. And I'm like, Aiden's yelling, not cool. Knowing the amount of debauchery that he's been up to. They're trying to push him over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, as, and then and you thought you were in the clear. So I'm still pooing, and I've got at this stage like major not well stomach. So I'm like, like it's not going well. <laughs> and I've flung the door open with my my pants still around my ankles. Yeah, so yeah just, about like, to run. I'm just naked with my pants around my ankles, and the door flies open, and Mark just loses his shit laughing because he's running towards me trying to get involved, and I just open the toilet, and all <laughs> he can see is you pushing the portaloo and me with the door open, hell vulnerable with my, <laughs> with my knee. You know, like imagine like someone on the toilet, for the listeners, imagine someone on the toilet with like their feet out and their knees together, like just like hell like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, oh. <laughs> I'm sitting there like, no, no, no. And the door's open and you're pushing me over. And I'm like, like just like, I've just seen you and you're most vulnerable ever. I'm like about to leap out. Like, I would rather be covered in gravel with my pants down and get really rash from the gravel all over me than get pulled up oh, man, pushed that over in that thing. Anyway. But anyway, after that, we managed to get six of us into Aiden's portal. For, to- for points. For points. Because um, that's what it's about. Uh Yell, I want butt sex in a brewery. <laughs> <laughs> At the top of your lungs. Which Aiden did. 
Uh, I wasn't going to incriminate anyone, but anyway. I was like, do I tell this list and say who did what? Or just let it run? Just let it run. Let it run. Uh, New section, fine dining. Eat one slice of bread soaked in seawater. Nominate yourself as sous chef. That was a trick by Lawrence, that whole thing. Nominate yourself as sous chef, 30 points, because Lawrence knew that he was going to be cooking all weekend. Yeah. And he was like, I need someone that's going to support me in this adventure of chefing. And he was like, I'm going to, let's give points to someone who helps me. And, we were, and me and Mark were like, yeah, okay, fair call. Like, that'll nominate someone. Aiden was like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Anything for points. Anything for points. Eat one litre tub of ice cream in an hour. Probably pretty easy at this stage, I would say. Do a shot glass of hot sauce, which we didn't have, so I end up being canola oil or something. So, oh, yeah, there was yeah. a few of those going around. Ugh. Eat a raw egg. Um, cracked eggs. Crack yeah. an egg into your gob. Uh, deep throat a phallic-shaped food item. <laughs> Followed by make yourself cry. <laughs> Followed by, yeah. Yeah. Uh, put a pickle. <laughs> oh, the memories. Put a pickle up your bum. 20 points. <laughs> 60 points for every hour that you hold it up there. Oh, Jesus. Um, eat someone else's boogies. <laughs> I couldn't do that. That was just the one thing. I mean, there's a lot of stuff on this list that I was like, nah, but that was like. Every time it got offered, I was like, oh, no, slimy boys. Oh. Uh, drink a one liter, drink one liter of milk in one sitting. So we're at Woolworths running around grabbing supplies and Aiden goes, to, and everyone's grabbing milk, right? Mm. And I'm going, I'm, thinking, I'm like, look, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, but there's no way this is going to happen for everyone. Like drink a liter of milk. Like we've been here for a few days now. We've been partying pretty hard. Drink a liter of milk is probably the last thing you want to do out of everything on this list. I bought milk. I just didn't get around to it, eh? Yeah, well, I mean, I've got six milks in my, <laughs> in my fridge right now because no one wanted a bar of it. Then, and then everyone's like, what about chocolate milk? What about this? What about that? And I'm like, nah, 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 settle down. Like, it's full cream milk. And everyone's like, no. Nah. And then Mark, Mark didn't want full cream milk. So he's like, overruled, high-low. And I was like, I'm not going to argue with this. High-low it is. And then Aiden's like, no, nah, no, nah, I want to do chocolate milk. And I was like, Okay, no worries. Double the quantity though. If you want to do chocolate milk, yeah. If you want to make it easy for yourself, you're doing two liters. And he was like, "Whatever, man." That guy drank that chocolate milk. He got it down in under probably under ten minutes after beers and drinks and all sorts of business. Sitting around like six p.m. on the third day. Everyone's in a dress. Everyone's in a dress, and we're just watching him scull this milk. And oh man, straight after was that after the hot dog eating? No, it wasn't. That was before, well before. Um, for like a few hours before. Oh, he had a he had a sleep after that, and then got up and then competed in the hot dog eating. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, then, yeah. So then, well, then his two liters of milk came back up on Ben, <laughs> on ben. <laughs> which was actually um, one of the points. Vomit on a mate. I'll get there. Um, anyway, eat a <clears throat> tin of sardines. Eat a flour. I think most people ate a flour. That was, Which was a really disappointing thing to do, according to everyone's faces. Oh, man, that was gross. Yeah. They're not designed for that. <laughs> no. Mark's like, look at this little strawberry I found. And it starts eating it and it's like dry reach. And- yeah, because yeah, it was a rose, <laughs> not a strawberry. <laughs> I was uh, like, was there thorns in the Because he just ate left like the stem and everything from the rose. I was like, was there thorns in that? And you can just see his face like Ugh. crunched up. Oh, no, thank you. Eat a cigarette butt. That was our way of like getting people to clean up after them. <laughs> um, yeah, no one did this. Eat a dollar coin. 
like apparently they get stuck. Yeah, that and you I would, have to have I would, surgery yeah, to That needs to come off this. If this list ever goes anywhere else, that needs to go. That's dangerous. I, I don't think it's on there, but it was introduced because there was a few March flies. You know those massive, like blue and yellow and green flies. The ones that hurt when they bite you and they yeah. just sit there, like so. I don't know who started it, but it was five points if you if you slap and kill a March fly, and then fifteen points if you eat it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we all know who ate the most of those. <laughs> um, participate in a hot dog eating competition, which was so fun. Like, yeah, last day. It was like, fun. Not being- last day, but last like party night, sunsetting. We put on, what did we put on? What music? Um, uh, Rocky. Um, Eye of the Tiger. Eye of the Tiger <laughs> on repeat. Six of <laughs> us. Ten minutes. For ten minutes. Six of us for ten minutes. We cooked what? How many hot dogs? There was there? 40, um, 48 hot dogs or something. Yeah. We just sat there and just, was it six? Of, yeah, six of us. I was in it. I lost. I didn't eat the most at all. Mm. Mark, you know, that was a lot of food. Like, Well, there was there was a adjudicator for, for two people, for each two people. So there were six of you competing and there was three of us like kind of judging a, a, a couple each and then someone else was just like a hype man. I think that was all that was there at the at the time. Yeah, there were, yeah. I think well, I think that was, yeah, I think there was only three of you that weren't doing it at the time. Mm. Like in in our in the area Six, at the nine. time. Yeah, there's about 10 11 of us there, yeah. So who did it? Me, Luke, you, Luke, Mark, Mark, Aiden, Aiden, Axon. Yeah. Did Lawrence do it? No. No. Did Villa do it? No. No, Zach. Zach. Oh, Zach. Zach. No, Zach and um. No. Who was next to me? To the right of me. I feel like Axon, Jake, and me were the judges. Axon was definitely eating. Oh, was he? Yeah, he was next. Oh, to Oh, well, me. then it was me, Zach, and Jake that were. Yeah. Counting, counting, counting hot dogs. Um, that was fun. All right, next topic: bodily fun- bodily functions. Blue flame. Yep. <laughs> Vomit on a mate. 20 points for the doer, 40 points for the receiver. Uh, drink a cup. Of your own urine. Of your own urine. Oof. Or more points if it's someone else's. <laughs> um, let's just say that happened. <laughs> uh, funnel something with your bottom. Uh, chugs for Star Wars. Uh Friendly suppository. <laughs> In other words, put something up your friend's bottom. <laughs> <laughs> this is, so you and I had discussed earlier, like I said, oh, should we talk about this on air? Like, is this really something we want to go down in history as being something that we did? You know yeah, what I mean? our history. And you're like, well, it's just words, bro. Like, realistically, oh. some of it's not just words, some of it's actions. Yeah, but... I'm comfortable with it. I didn't put anything in my butt, so I'm all good. Yeah, no, I didn't either. Just, you know, what's uh, it's painting. Look, we've spoken. Um, I always talk about being my authentic self. Yeah. So this is it. World, come at me. Okay, <laughs> this is who I am. Sometimes I go to India and Nepal and I help out people in lower socioeconomic areas when they've been through an earthquake. Sometimes I'm in the same room when someone puts a pickle up their bum. <laughs> <laughs> That's just life, man. That's just life. You can't say that you don't do weird things. Um. And if you don't do weird things, you're not trying hard enough. Uh, 
<laughs> wipe your butt with a five dollar note, then watch someone else pick it up and yell poop dollar. Man, that I was got, hilarious. I got done with that. I got done with that. You I just leave like a person. fiver or a tenner somewhere on the stairs, and someone's like, oh. someone dropped the note, and then you like, everyone just screams poop dollar. <laughs> Fudge. Yeah. <laughs> Do a pop off near a hot girl. Uh, it's quite hard. Tongue one of your mate. T- tongue one of your teammates is. That happened a fair bit. Yeah, was, uh, you'd just be sitting there. All of a sudden, someone would just come up and start tonguing inside of your ear. Um, oh, masturbate to completion on the bus. Next. Make yourself cry. <laughs> Straight after that. Make yourself cry. Um, there was a lot of make yourself cry up after deep throating a phallic shaped food item. We were all sitting outside putting cold sausages down our throats. Man, I... There was a lot of tears after that. Um, take a bunch of laxatives. Rub deep, rub deep heat on your balls. Uh Obviously can't see where you're up to because I'm watching you read this. This, but. Is, this one's got the highest points, I think, on the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Give your mate an over-the-pants handjob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh Get a headache. That was pretty easy to get. Do a pop-off on a mate's face. <laughs> um, use... <laughs> Spit it out. Use sperm as hair gel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then the next topic, next section is in the bus. Give a mate a sleeve tattoo with a permanent marker. That was done a fair bit. Do a wee in a bottle without spilling any. Get someone in another car to give to show some boobies. Get someone. Get someone else driving near you to give you the middle finger. Post a picture of on Instagram of a willy or a bumhole. <laughs> <laughs> Perform an Aldo's Bucks weekend freestyle rap lasting at least 45 seconds. Uh, write an eloquent letter to Aldo on poster. I don't think anyone did that. No one did that. Uh, get a boner on the bus. <laughs> Moon a passing car. Call into a radio show and get on air. And then Verge Collection was a bunch of things to bring back to the house. That you had to find on a Verge You had collection. to find out and about and bring back to the house. So bring back a live chicken, bring back a bag of dog poo, bring back someone else's underwear, <laughs> <laughs> bring back a picture of you hugging another girl, a girl, and post it, given all of us had. Most of us had partners. That was. I didn't telling. even read that one. Uh, I, I didn't even read that Verge Collection section because I was like, Verge Collection section. I was like, it's, we're, not, we're not leaving the house, so it's kind of hard to pick up stuff on the side of the road when we're yeah. not Fair call. venturing out. Oh, I wonder if Villa, because Villa was taking photos with his. Um, Polaroids. Po- not Polaroids, his. Um, Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, disposable yeah. camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if he got that off the kit, off the bench. And what do you mean? It was like on the. Oh bench no, we collected them. Oh, sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got them. Has he got a few of them? 
Was there a few of them? There was about three or four, yeah. Oh, shit, sick. Um, Bring back a pretty flower. Bring back another thing of cleaning up. Bring back 10 cigarette butts. (laughs) Just just tidy up after yourselves. Um, Bring back something stolen from a supermarket. (laughs) Bring back a carton of beer. Bring back a shoe. Bring back a salami. (laughs) Bring back a packet of barbecue shapes. Bring back a hat. Bring back some terrible sunglasses. Um, and then, and then, my personal bonus list: which are things you did that weren't on the list, um, which had to be vouched for and agreed upon across the board. Yeah, yeah. Um, eat a mouthful of butter, so I just oh, gnawed into a stick of butter. That was a big Western mouthful. star. It was a good butter. It was a full mouth. <laughs> um, and then, uh, <laughs> burn your willy with a laser. <laughs> and that laser was powerful. Eh? It was a it was a hot laser. Anyway, so that's the. Uh, that's the Sensei Salvatore's challenge, and um, look, that, I feel like obviously this is this was the first episode. This was the first box, not for all of us, but for our our crew, our particular group. This is box number one. That list is going to become really refined. Yeah, I think, yeah. Over the uh, next yeah. five years, yeah, I agree. Um, uh, and that makes me really nervous. Yeah, I know, I know, because there were so many loopholes in it. Everyone was like, oh, but what about you do this? And if you do that, then, and everyone's like, oh, fine then. But, yeah. yeah. But I, I tell you what, like, I mean, we've all been on trips together. We've all gone, you know, we've all travelled together. We've all been mates for, you know, some of us five years, some of us 15 years, some of us 25 years. We're all a really close bunch. We, we can all, we can have a good time, you know. If you get us together, doesn't matter where we are, what we're doing, we'll have a good time. Yeah. This list just at like, it just added this level of like fucking, I don't know, debauchery and adrenaline to the whole weekend. Um, I think it was, and then just, and you know, a scavenger hunt or, a, you know, a game that lasts for a couple of hours. Fair enough. Like you can, you know, it ha it, you start, it finishes, move on, crack on. But this was consistent over the entire weekend. Um, and it just like anywhere you were, it was like, fuck, what could happen right now? Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, no shit. Just, well, I mean, like, well, just for the listeners, we were in Metrica, so like near Beer Farm, and we had a whole property to ourselves and there was like a horse paddock out the front and it was lovely. Maybe a cult next door, we're not quite sure. <laughs> <laughs> um I think that it was the right amount of things to do. Well, not the right amount of things. I, I guess the key is to like have a game that extends throughout. We were there till Monday, you know, and from Friday night till Monday. Yeah. So the key is to have something that's like, you know, we can sit around and have a DNM and have or have a laugh or, you know, Derby came up with the game of like everyone gets allocated a person that they have to figure out which animal they are and explain to everyone why they're that animal. <laughs> you know, like we added all these games and stuff. But then it's like as soon as like everyone's chilling, it'll be like someone will just be like, oh, where's the pull list? Pull out the list and be like, right, Dylan, you want a piercing? <laughs> you know, and, you're just like, and then it's like on again. Yeah, yeah. as soon like, as it starts to like level out a little bit, someone just pulls a list out, starts yeah. knocking off like, oh, yeah, oh, actually I did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, oh I can do this. <laughs> I can do this. And everyone's just like, it just ramps up again. Yeah. I think it was... I think it was like early Sunday morning. So obviously boat party finished at 10. We got down south. It must have been about 
about one one thirty, one in one one thirty in the morning when we got down to the accommodation, and and the vibes were high and we partied through the night. And then it wasn't until like early Sunday morning, so like Saturday night, early Sunday morning, and I was like, "How long are we going to be here for?" I still didn't know. Right? Yeah, you hadn't. Really so at that in. point, I was wearing it was freezing. I was wearing a dress. I was wearing a nappy. I was wearing a, a yellow high-vis work vest with pockets. I was wearing a and um, like a woven hat. It was about one in the morning and I was freezing cold and I had a towel around me because I didn't have any warm tyre. Everyone's in like jumpers and jeans and trackies and, <laughs> and I'm just like wearing what the boys have packed me because the boys packed me bags. I got packed a bag that had just like this myriad. I had a briefcase which had just a briefcase full of useless things, empty Barocca bottle, a book about dragons, um, a book about writing your own will, um, a deck of playing cards. That's probably the most useful thing in there. A toothbrush but no toothpaste. Like just and then. Um, a real survival kit. Yeah. Um, a survival kit with empty promises really. Basically. And then I had the bag packed with just like stuff that everyone had bought. Like there was like a denim vest in there, a high-vis vest, uh, a high-vis hat, and then another woven hat. Um, just random things. Just random things. A pair of <laughs> a pair of um, what were those boardies? Unit? No. <laughs> jet, jet, jet pilot boardies. Were they like a chick on the side? Holding a spanner. Yeah, I know. And she's like, like the boardies like went down to like my ankles. <laughs> they were Three quarters. They shorts. were fucking massive. They were <laughs> horrendous. Uh, yeah, just just useless stuff that I would never, ever wear or own. Care about. And then um, it got to like one in the morning. I was like, guys, it's, it's fucking freezing. Like, can I borrow someone's jumper? <laughs> and then Mark was like, you know you've you know Danny's packed you a bag, right? And yeah. I was like, what? And all I had, obviously off the boat, I had my shorts and my party shirt and my my Burks. And that's not like like at this point, I tried to get as much wear out of them as I could, but I just stunk. So I was like, I'm not going to wear these, you know. Yeah. And then um, I was in whatever I could wear that you guys had packed for me. Mark's like, you know, we've got a bag that Danny packed for you. And I was like, are you fucking serious? I was like, jumper and jeans and t-shirts and shorts and jocks. And I was like, oh man. We're, we're like 36 hours in, you know, and I was like, that was just like, oh, thank God. That little bit of like just enough to keep you going. Oh, man. But at that point I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> this ties right now, ties all the way back into where this started 50 minutes ago where you were like, you didn't come into work until Thursday. <laughs> and that's because it was one, two in the morning and I was wearing a dress and we were using a towel for warmth and I had a pair of thongs. You know, I didn't have any shoes or anything. And I think that's why I was sick because we got home Monday afternoon. Tuesday was just a write-off because me and you were like, look, we had a big weekend. We just need to, you know, yeah. sleep. And we, Tuesday was our Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Tuesday just like sleep, you know, have a rest day, come in fresh on Wednesday. And Tuesday I just got progressively worse. And until I was like crook and then Wednesday I woke up and I was sick and I was like, I'm not coming in. And I was sick all day. I had no voice. I did the same thing Tuesday. It was like Groundhog Day, just laying on the couch with pee, just sleeping all day really. And then um, Danny was like, if you don't break this, you're going to be on the couch until Sunday. I'm like, yeah, Yeah. I need to get up and go do something. 
So I came into the office on Thursday, but I was felt like a piece of shit. Yeah. Absolute piece of shit. I'd probably drank about, I don't know, two cartons of beer, three cartons probably. of beer. Dude, we've still got, we've still got an esky full. An esky full of beer. Like our boat esky. Cheeky monkey. Our boat esky. Yeah, yeah. The frostbite. Right. Um, But I guess that's probably, I mean, do you have anything else to say about your bucks? You guys went, you guys set the bar pretty high. Yeah. You guys set the bar pretty high. Yeah, yeah. It I'm was glad. it was fucking awesome to be with all the crew, well, as many guys that many of the crew that could be there for the weekend away. You know, we like as kids we used to have a lot of moments like that. You know, a lot of big weekends all together. A lot of like you know trips where we'd camping go and, trips. You know, we do that all yeah. the time because we're Fairbridge. Man, we just have the time. You know, but we're all older. Some of us have kids. We run businesses. You know. Those those moments are few and far between now, you know. And so it was really cool to have that big block of time where everyone came down, everyone left at the same time. Well, the, some of the boys left on the Sunday because uh, they had work on Monday, but you know they were there for the majority anyway. And it was just good to have everyone away together, just nothing to do. Well, heaps to do, nowhere yeah, to be. Yeah, nowhere you know? to be, man. That's nowhere to be. That's the key, bro. It's like it was as much for me personally. Mm. It, it was once we got to Metrica, mm. it actually turned into a holiday. Oh, man. Like I didn't think about, really didn't think about much else. Oh, like, I didn't think about either. anything else that I wouldn't have thought about if I was on a holiday. It was a good reset. Yeah, it was lovely. Mm. It was really nice to just like mellow out and just whatever happened, happened. I wasn't thinking about like whether anyone was at yeah, work. I didn't have or, my phone on me. Yeah. I lost my phone for about a day. It was down the side of the couch. Dead. Yeah. Died. Because I didn't bring anything. I didn't yeah. have a charge or nothing. So my, yeah. my phone died. My phone died. Then I lost it. Yeah. Then I found it. Yeah. That's what happens when you. <laughs> <laughs> I lost it and then I found but it. But I messaged Danny. Uh, I think I spoke to him maybe three or four times while we were away. But I was just like, my, you know, my phone's going to be away. Like, I don't really have a need for it. I'll, you know, I'll speak to you when I speak to you. But I'm kind of just, you know. Putting aside, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be on my phone. Mm. And that was really good. I love you. I'm going now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Checking in. Um, but yeah, you set the bar pretty high. So um, I'm going to start planning now, I guess. I guess you should. I mean, look, I mean, as I've said to you before, you, you know, last, last episode, you said, you don't have to choose me. Now, okay, I'm choosing you. <laughs> so, unless you do something ridiculous. <laughs> I'm choosing you, so get planning. I'm okay. not for. Uh, um, cool. I guess is I guess that kind of you. Excuse me, being away from the mic, I'm just having a stretch. But you coming in on Thursday and back to what this podcast is about and being the best versions of ourselves, mm. you know, um, is a good is a good time, I guess, to stand into personal evolution for the week. Yeah, right. Yeah. So tell me, <laughs> tell me yeah. about how Thursday felt and then what Friday was like. So Thursday I had a headache. Mm. I wore a mask in the office all day. Mm. To protect us from you. As you should. Uh, uh, yeah, to protect us from me. Um, and then 
went to the shop after work and did some prep. And then on Friday morning, we started 50 Hard. Day one of 50 Hard, boys. <laughs> I love. I love. Um, up. And what, honestly, bro, like sorry to butt in, but what a fantastic, it couldn't have been any better, I don't think. Like Bucks, proper like proper reset, like go hell hard, body full or whatever, and then you just come around and on Friday, like Thursday you're in the office, Friday it's just like whoopow. Yeah, let's do the hardest thing we can for ourselves. Yeah, without, you know, to be honest, not drinking for fifty days after that weekend—it's necessary. Be fucking easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I could look at a beer. Yeah, but um, yeah, fifty hard. So let's just go through, and I know we've spoken about this for, um, before, but just to give everyone a quick run us McDownington of what. Sorry, I'm just having a quick squeeze at my phone because I'm trying to... Okay, so 50 hard. So Okay, so it's 75 hard. We know this. We explained it in the first episode. Mm. If you want to go and listen to us <clears throat> waffle about 75 hard for 12 minutes, just go listen to episode one. But to remind you all, two workouts a day. We can go into the detail in a second. Two workouts a day, 45 minutes each. One of them has to be outdoors. Second thing, make sure you take a progress picture every single day. That's part of the challenge. Um. That's about discipline and about tracking your results. Uh, read 10 pages a day of a non-fiction, mostly self-development-focused book. Mm. Uh, drink a gallon of water, which equates to about 3.8. I'm doing four. Same. Yeah. Uh, follow a diet, which you've set for yourself. Excited to talk more about that. And then no cheap meals and no alcohol. And, that's, and it's usually 75 days, but in 50 days is the day that you get married. Yeah. So, and, you know, we want to let our head down and enjoy that. Yeah. So, or we'll just steamroll through. <laughs> no. Just do a sober wedding. No chance. Okay. So, I mean, what are we on? We're on day so, three. Do you know what's funny? Coming out of the bucks, right? Mm. It's Tuesday. I'm having my rest day. I get sick. On Wednesday, I'm sitting there going, I'm really sick. We were just on a boat with 60, 70 people. Then I spent a weekend down south. And I was like, fuck, what if I've got COVID? Because I felt under the weather. And I was like, I need to get a rap test. So I did my first rap test on Wednesday, thinking like I'm yeah. not going to come into the office and or into Trady HQ and get everyone crook because of my, you know, um, idiocy of not getting a test and, you know, mm. You know, I'm going to put that everyone at risk. So I did that test, and then in my fragile state, not reading my the the <laughs> the, the, the document properly, I was like, it like had one bar. So you got two bars for positive to COVID, one bar for negative. But I've read that the other way around. So I waited the 15 minutes after I've done it, still on one bar, and I start stressing. I'm like, fuck, what do I do? Like. I've got COVID and I've just been away with 17 blokes for a whole weekend. Yeah. I was like, everyone's going to get tested now. Half the boys are going up north. Like, you know, half the boys are going up north. Like, and oh, I was like, you thought you were a king spreader. I was like, man, now here we go. Like, everyone on the boat. And then I was like, oh, my pop, my poor pop, like, he's 80, he had his 85th birthday on Monday, yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want him to get sick, but I was having yarns with him on the boat on Friday. When did I get? And I was just, my brain was going crazy. And I was like, and then I reread it and I was like, oh. not even fucking got COVID, you hit it. 
that is, it but was that was the, the thing. What day was that? Wednesday. That was Wednesday. So yeah. that was the thing. Like in my head, knowing it's the twenty third, right? On the twenty fifth, fifty hard starts, and I'm like, well, there's not. Like, I'm not moving that. I can't change that. I'm gonna have to power through fifty hard with COVID. Is this how sick I'm gonna be? Am mm. I gonna get worse? You know? Yeah. And then I just had like mentally, I just had to go. Who cares? It's yeah. just the flu. Yeah. Don't let a piece of paper tell you that you can't do something. Yeah. And I was like, Good prep, move. Prep for it. Like, Would have been impressive if you had it. Prep for it because it's happening anyway. Yeah. You know? you, oh, you're doing 50 hard regardless of whether you had COVID or not. Yeah. Yeah. Probably going to help you get better, get through it anyway. Like help you, you know, get over it quicker. But yeah. Yeah. George's dad Coming got into it. 50, I yeah. was coming into Friday, which was two days ago. Yeah. And I was like, who cares how you feel? Like just get it done. Just send it. Yeah. That's what George's dad got it. And, uh, yeah, he was just like <laughs> straight into push-ups and chin-ups and was Bikram like. from yoga and. <laughs> yeah, he was just like. Yeah. Yeah, he was just doing Pilates. <laughs> he got it. He was like, ah, it's just a flow. She'd be right. Yeah, straight yeah. into it. Um, but, yeah, actually, to and to continue with the whole, the amazing switch and how good it is, is that like Thursday I went for dinner with my parents um, at their joint. And I was just like, you know, everything sucked, man. Like, yeah, we had a it was the leg. worst, it, and and my brain was not coping with it well at all. Mm. Like, all I could see was everything that was negative in life, yeah, coming at me like a northern bullet. <laughs> like well, we did just, have a few things come up last week. Well, sorry, this week that have some weight, you know. Yeah, look, I there's mean, some pretty serious things that mean you were like, fuck, yeah, okay. Yeah, and and I'll and we should go into it in our yeah. in our later in, in the podcast for that to happen in such a fragile state of ours. Was not a good combination. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it was not a good combination <laughs> at all. So yeah, so we've been like I suppose on Thursday to deal with the pressure of of business being really difficult right now. <clears throat> I guess the point is that. Um. On Friday, when we started, you know, I just got better and better. And now I don't care. Like, yeah, yeah. Not now I don't care. Now my brain's like, yeah, deal with it. Like, it's amazing what hustle, bro, your mindset can do for you. Like, if we hadn't have started 50 hard, I probably wouldn't be eating. Well, I definitely wouldn't be eating well. Mm. I'd still be eating the shit that I was eating at the start week. of the week. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't be training as much because I'd probably be feeling sorry for myself. I wouldn't be handling situations or these events or these things that are happening within our business with any sort of like um grit that we've, you know, oh, that look, we're doing just for handling. Some con- I'm going to I'm not going to go into it, but for for some context for the listeners so they understand the gravitas. We like got a massive bill from the ATO and Fuck, this podcast is pretty real. Yeah. Um, we got a massive stressing bill. about it. We got a massive bill from the ATO and it's more than the amount of money that we've got, basically, mm. which is, a, and we've never been in that situation before. So it's a very, um, and other businesses might get into this situation all the time, but for us, this is a new experience and we're having to battle through it and yeah. to have that on this week, yeah. <laughs> having had a, a massive weekend. Yeah. It was just like, oh. oh. <laughs> I mean, look. Seven years down the track, we've never borrowed money. We have quite a you know high turnover of money in revenue. 
and we have a lot of outgoings and we've been pushing our business for the last year, implementing these new roles within the company, a lot of roles that help the management of our businesses that don't directly get paid for by clients like when we've got labour, when we've got guys out in the field, you know. Me and you alone being in the office is probably one of our business's largest um, expenses. Expenses, yeah, no, it is. It, it, well, it is. It is our largest expense. Um, and and you know we've been we've been trying to balance being in the office to push our business through this really tough time, but in doing so, it's actually coming out also at a detriment because it costs our business a lot for us to do that, and our business isn't you know. Yeah, it's just one of those things. So our thing now is we've got to have a bit of a um, R&R, but it's like rostered and rostered, <laughs> not rostered and rest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like yeah. in the office then in the field, you uh, know, yeah. and, and balance that again. Yeah. Um, we've got a few things that we're going to try to do to minimise our operating expenses, but, yeah, I think, we, I think we'll get through it. It's just having that clarity and having that, you know, that drive. If we didn't start 50 hard, we probably would be feeling – very sorry for ourselves. Yeah, not not making, you know, not making good decisions or better decisions. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, like going, for instance, like getting back. So when we first started doing fifty hard, well, when I started fifty hard, you know, two months before, well, in October, in October. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we were listening to Andy Frisella, right? Yeah. The guy that invented the program. Yeah. yeah? A lot. You know, and then kind of as the end of the as as it kind of came around to an end, the program coming out to, to an end for us, I stopped kind of listening to it, and he went a bit political, and he went very political. It got it got it got like just less interesting. It got to American politics, American politics. Yeah, and I was like, I'm not interested. I, first of all, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's not interesting to me. And he wasn't having those like consistent business podcasts all those q and a's yeah. and stuff like that it was a very like yeah. yeah and and he's just and but when he's on he's a super empowering dude mm. and so just listening to choosing to listen to him again has been like the, the doing 50 hard and then choosing to listen to him again has been the exact kick in the guts mm. that i needed on friday to just be like you're doing 50 hard you're in control of every single thing that happens in your life completely also everything is your fault that's okay. Yeah. Make it happen. Yeah, fix it. Yeah. You'll be fine. Make a plan. Stick to it. <clears throat> Everything's in your control. If you need to downsize and fall back and regroup, fall back and regroup. You're not failing. You're learning. Yeah, exactly. It's business. You're actually killing it because you're going to go. And then as I said to you on Friday, I was like, imagine how good business is going to be like 10 years from now because we went through this period of time where we're like, learning how to run super lean yeah you know like, yeah, yeah yeah i think that's the best word for it yeah. like i think we've been very complacent over the last few years about what we spend money on it's been very exciting well, that's that's another thing as well yeah. yeah um but i guess making conscious decisions with like with like not just like oh yeah we've got the money for it let's do it whereas like being more conscious of the future and going, yeah, we've got the money for it, but what is that going to do? Mm. What is that going to achieve? Mm. What is that? 
what does that look like in one month, two months, three months? Mm. Is it going to have its return on investment if mm. we do that right now? Mm. Should we be pushing that back to later? Is this the smartest move? Mm. The shiny new toy being most of the time a lot of good ideas, we jump on because we're trying to propel and excel our business as fast as we can because we're excited. And it's worked up until this point, but obviously with COVID and, um, you know, just how our business is, you know, the last few months has gone, we've been trying to do that in a really tough time. Yeah. You know, and it's come back to, it's caught up with us. Yes. Yeah. It's caught up with us. It's exactly right. It's like the amount of cash going out. There's like, hey, there's cash there all the time. And then that, but it's always, but, but for the last few months, it's just been, we've been spending a little bit more than what we're bringing in without really realizing it. Mm. And then, and then this ATO payments come up and it's just been like, oh, we thought like we have X amount of hundreds of thousands of dollars in the bank. And that's more than that. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, oh, how did we miss that one? And yeah, I think, but it's very easy to get caught up in the excitement of like, you know, let's create a new handbook. Like, you know, let's yeah, yeah, yeah. let's um, create a new training package. Like, mm. let's um, oh, just all, all the things that we do. Let's take people out. Let's take people to Corner Dairy. Like, it's, like let, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let's try and build the best workplace we can for everyone that we can go home and put our heads down and be like, wow, we've made a really good workplace for everyone. Yeah. And at the detriment of the fact that the workplace can continue forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we've never been like um, – We've never been selfish. We've never been greedy business owners in any way, shape, or form. You know, we live to serve mm. the people. Um, but if we're going to be continuing to serve the people, we need to make some decisions that are going to be like, well, I mean, we probably need to stop. Like when we have new people in, we probably need to stop increasing their pay as quickly as what we would like to. You know, I, I, for instance, I bumped into a traffic controller yesterday on my ride. Out in Bassendine, there was like a, drib, a bridge being built, and you now I couldn't walk under. And he was having a yarn with me, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, there's we need heaps of traffic controllers." And I was like, "Oh yeah," so I was like, "Oh yeah, what's the you know what's the going right? What's the wicket like? You know, on that bad boy." And he was like, "Well, you start off on twenty three bucks an hour, and then after twelve months, they put you up to twenty four fifty. And he was like what? stoked, and I was like, "Holy shit!" I was like. And he's like, yeah, I've just bought a like, just bought a like built a new home, and like, I'm not sure, I'm not saying he's on twenty four fifty. He's probably been there a lot longer. Yeah, yeah. What I mean is, I was like, man, we throw that kind of money at people left, right, and center. That's not even our base rate. Well, I know. Yeah, I know, and it can't be because it's not our award. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I mean is, like, we would throw a dollar an hour at some, an extra dollar an hour at someone willy nilly. Like, yeah, good job. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have it, and. the emotional feeling that you get from that the person gets from receiving that income probably would have come if we increased their pay by 10 cents an hour. <laughs> Not specifically, but yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, just yeah. like, here you go, <laughs> have this extra dollar an hour. And it's like, oh, actually, that's actually, because we're a labor hire company and our margins aren't very high, we're actually giving away a really large portion of our margin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not giving it away. I mean, no disrespect to the people like to our yeah, crew, yeah, yeah, yeah. but do you know what I mean? Like yeah, we're yeah. just going to make smarter plays. There's going to, there's a level where by which we can't increase our, we are going to increase our rates coming up like this week because we need to. And a lot of people have told us we're deserving of that and that's good. Um, But there's a, there's a limit 
there in the events industry. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. It's Definitely. not set. We can't be charging seventy dollars an hour on a weekday. People are gonna be like, "We can't, like that's fantastic. We can't afford it." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like the events industry isn't there in Perth. Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure whether it's there anywhere else in the world, but it's just not that kind of, you know. Mm. Even when you're charging, you know, people are charging hundred, hundred and twenty dollars a ticket. You know, promoters with tens of thousands of people coming to their gigs, and they're still not. They're still making enough money. To, to pay all their wages, live a healthy life, and then do it again the next year. Mm. They're not like rolling around in Bentleys. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's not like they've got – the events industry doesn't – it comes down – it really comes down, and I'm waffling on, but it comes down to like the paying – talking about big festivals specifically. You know, if everyone – to go to a normal festival, if everyone was like, it's $300, non-camping one day, $300. You know what I mean? People would be like, what the hell? But that's the kind of money that you would need to charge in order for the events industry to be a lucrative industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you exactly. Know what I mean? Yeah. And I've just made that up. But do you go like it could yeah, it yeah, might no, be Yeah, definitely. Left. I mean I mean, there's definitely a way that you can bankroll with minimal expense at an event. But doesn't have sustainability because you're you're doing not much or a little bit for more than it's worth, you know. Yeah. And there's only so long that that can run for before people get fed up, you know, with a stage. <laughs> Just yeah. like yeah, I go you know, like, to paint a picture. You're you're picturing like minimal event, like kind of like what we did at S- Sydney Hidden, I guess. Just like a stage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fence yeah. stuff. A ride some toilets yeah, like, yeah at yeah. a bar like yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. it's like well this is it wasn't much it wasn't art there's wasn't not like, it's not very you're not connected to it you yeah. know there's no feeling of passion there you're literally there standing on a grass oval watching a band or or an artist like you know whereas whereas events i guess expect events these days are expecting to be more like technological and interactive and and they're like bar pop do a good job of that you know yeah like a bar pop anyway, and- like yeah yeah. Like making it super like, but even then, like what we put into like, like snack for example, for the cost of those tickets, there was like you got your bang for your buck, hundred percent, man. Yeah, hundred percent. What was what? Like, give me an example of. Regardless of the artist, which was still, there was still you know, a local lineup because that's what we could, that's what they could get, but you know. There was a fireball install. There was a Smirnoff install. There was an Aperol install. There was um, a rave cave. There was um, a karaoke bar. There was what else did we build? There was that's still heaps, bro. So each yeah, of those yeah. each, each of those alcohol sponsors got like an area dedicated to creating something magical. To yeah, represent yeah. their brand, yeah. it wasn't just like a Smirnoff sign. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it yeah. was an area dedicated to that brand. Yeah, that was interactive and exciting to be at. That felt like that brand, man. And like, yeah, just like the effort that theming and stuff that went in. Like, some events can do the same thing with none of that stuff. Mm. Charge a little bit less, and people still think it's valuable. But you know, um, yeah. I like doing those events. Yeah. 
I've been thinking, of it, man. I'm like, you know how you and I are, you and I are making the choice to save some money for the business by you and I going out in the field a lot more. Mm. Like, probably even, maybe even more than one on one off. Maybe even potentially more than that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was saying to you on Friday, I'm f- fucking pumped, man. Mm. I'm pumped to get back out there. Mm. I'm pumped to go out there and like set the standard again. You know what I mean? Like just me, hanging out with our crew. Like we never see our crew anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, all of the above, like monkey see, monkey do. Mm. You know what I mean? Like not calling our crew monkeys, <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. we get to hang out with them. We get to interact with them. We get to hear their feedback instantly as it occurs. Yeah. We get to experience what it's like to be them. We have an interaction with the client. We're like, oh, that's why you feel that way, be it good or bad or otherwise. You know what I mean? interactions between each other oh they're not vibing oh they are vibing yeah, you know yeah, yeah oh yeah. don't put them together they talk too much like yeah yeah, yeah. everything <laughs> like that's what it like that's what it feels like to receive a job you know what i mean like you know what's it like dealing with operations like how does that feel do you know what i mean like yeah yeah we get to do, experience all that stuff again and i feel like and in doing that you and i are going to be still you know jordan's still going to be coming in on a, on a certain day and doing bdming and making sales calls. We've got my mum coming in on Monday. She's going to be making sales calls. Shout out to her for volunteering. Um, then we've still got Simmer. You know, Simmer's going to be in, like our um, software developer. Basically, what we're doing is bankrolling by you and I going out. We're bankrolling him coming in here to do more hours so that he can get the app, yeah, up and running. Yeah, you know what I mean. So there's a there's a during the week again downtime. <laughs> During the week, there was that mental hurdle being like, oh, we were just talking about how we get to sit in an office. Like last episode, we were like, you know, we get to sit in a cushy office in the aircon. You know, we make okay money, mm. you know, and that's and that's an achievement. But the real achievement is us going back out there like we did for the first four years of our, you know, of cyclists and showing everyone what we're made of whilst bankrolling the Simmer, stuff that we need, yeah. Producing the app that's the most important thing in our lives. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's actually real. I'm actually pumped. <laughs> I'm so pumped. And, you know, and I think that like it can only be better given that we're doing, given that we're doing 50 hard yeah. and all those things that we just discussed. You know, when you and I went to Seri and we did our speech about the Bicep app to all those investors, that was in the middle of us doing the hard program and nervous. Yeah, sure. Excited? More so pumped like yeah, yeah yeah clear brain no no oh, fog fit like well, well i mean fit for us you know yeah, what I mean? like, yeah yeah no yeah exactly just like feeling like weapons and you stand there and you're like this is a terrible this is a normally terrifying situation and we've got it in the bag yeah and i feel this and i'm like oh thank god for the 50 hard program oh, thank god for the hard program I was listening thank to andy, andy for the hard program I was listening to andy yesterday and he talks about the program not the program isn't sustainable, you know. Mm. It's not made to be sustainable. Mm. One of the main things about seventy five hard is giving your mind the discipline kick, right? Yeah. It's it's when you start to become, you know, a bit complacent, you know, um, start to be like dropping off a little bit in certain things, jump back in do the program, and then your discipline's back up there, mm, you know. 100%. It's just about, you know, and it's not fitness-based, but 
being fit and healthy helps with all aspects of your life. 100%. So, you know, if you are, you know, in a situation where like things aren't going your way, you know, you need it, you know, you need that drive, you need something to help you through a, a situation, jumping on this program is going to help you like with all those things, whatever you're working towards. It's just that disciplinary kick in the ass. Um, I mean, I found that obviously I finished the program at uh, the end of January and now it's the end of Feb and we've started again. So for that four weeks that I wasn't on, for the first two weeks, I was telling myself every morning, you've got to train, you've got to train, you've got to train. I was reading a lot still. And then uh, the third week I kind of like dropped off. Mm. I think my brain was like going into this like, oh, you know, holiday mode sort of thing. Mm. And then it was good to kind of, and, I, and it was still there every now and then, like mm. you're not training. Why aren't mm. you training? Why aren't you writing? Why aren't mm. you, you know, why, aren't you, why are you eating this shit? Mm. You know, you're better than this, you know. But then, you know, starting the program again, I'm like, oh, it's just that. It's just that little kick to go to convince yourself that you're like, you are your own worst enemy, you know. Mm. You will be able, your brain has two things. It will be able to pull you out of any routine or anything because you say that it's better for you, you know. But it's about find, figuring out or realizing when you're doing that to yourself and then just pulling the reins back, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. And having that discipline is something that's like prominent in this in this program mm. and that's what I like because mm. um, I know what I'm capable of. I know that I'm, I know that I can be really disciplined, but as soon as I like become complacent in one aspect a little bit, then it starts to just like manifest, starts to just spread its way through the rest of my life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, speaking of which, mm. we're obviously back on the 50 hard train. Yeah. We're back on the hard train. Mm. It's day three. It is. Tomorrow we start um, uh, have a go at JLR. Jump, lift, run. Around the corner from the office with our, one of our ex-employees, uh, Harry. Mm. Um, one of the things that he does a lot of like athletic rehabilitation and um, movement and agility and strength and conditioning, one of the things that you want to work towards is being – fit and able for the army, mm. right? Yeah. With everything going on in the world right now, mm. right? Good chat. Is that something that uh, you're thinking about a lot or concerned about? The fact that there's currently um, a civil, not, is it a civil war? There's currently no, a, it's a, it's a full, <laughs> yeah, it's a full current, war. There's currently a war between Ukraine and Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not in the know. I'm not a politician or a world leader. I don't know where this is going to go or what could happen, you know. Mm. Um, if we were to go to war, what would your mental state be currently? I've actually been thinking about this a lot. Mm. My thoughts are, I want to get into the reserves sooner than later mm-hmm. because I 
if nothing goes wrong with Australia and we don't get involved, we're not implicated in any way, and it just stays between Ukraine and Russia and that's that, um, then I've done the thing that I wanted to do anyway, which is join the reserves. Sure. Cool. If it goes tits up Mm. and we do become implicated in some way, shape or form, I don't know this for a fact, but I'd say there's a good chance that majority of reserves would be used on home soil. Sure. And I would rather have the skill set to be successful, to survive, yeah, yeah. or be involved in the survival, yeah, than and possibly have to go off and do things that are not what I had planned for my life. Sure. But at that point, it wasn't planned for anyone's lives. Exactly. So I'd rather be prepared. Yeah. Um, and I've thought about that a lot. Right. And I keep coming back to that conclusion. Right. Um. Georgia and I had a chat yesterday about like, you know, when Russia and forgive me if I'm getting this wrong, but I heard from a, a source that I trust that, that there was a point where Putin had said, you know, Ukraine, we're coming in. That's not good, <laughs> but we're coming in. If you don't fight, if you don't fight us, we're, it's a peaceful takeover, but mm. we're taking you over. Yeah, but it, but we're not going to kill anyone. So don't fight us back, and we won't fight you. But we are going to take you. Yeah, right. right? And a part of me thought, what a dick swing, eh? <laughs> well, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> hey, but also, coming, I'm coming into your house. I'm, I'm taking, take, your, I'm house taking your house. Don't fight me, because if you do, it's bad for you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, and sure, understood. <laughs> but you know, if um, if another country did that to us. Mm. especially one with a larger population <laughs> with a bigger force. Mm. Have you seen Cloud Atlas, the movie? Oh, man, I've tried to watch that twice. Eh? It's a difficult movie to get it's through. It's a fucking difficult movie to get through. But the point is is that in the future of Cloud Atlas, yeah. everyone on, I believe it's on Earth, mm. kind of looks like white Asian. Right. Like, Thousands of years from now, everyone kind of has the same look, like right. white Asian. Right. Like, okay. We're all indoors. Technology is a big thing, but we've all got kind of Asianish features. Right. Um. And so part of me is like, everyone, everyone's fighting for their borders. Yeah. But I'm like, if 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 countries are getting so big that they're coming in, this is where I'm torn. Right. Mm. If countries are getting so big that they're coming in and they're trying to do it peacefully, but they're just gonna win because they're massive. Is the whole eventually it's just going to be the earth and people on earth, mm. <laughs> and then currently aliens, but they won't be called aliens then. There'll be other races on and species on different planets, mm. and they're going to want to come and take resources from us or whatever at some point, thousands and thousands of years from now. I'm just like, I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, if we're all going to become world, what unless, unless it becomes horrible. I don't really see a problem with us being all one, one world. world. You know what I mean? But then on the other hand, I'm like, it's probably going to be horrible. Man. I mean, and you look I at some of the dictators around the world and the way that we live our lives, there's oppression in the world that we have never experienced because we just haven't, been, haven't grown up in those countries, you know. There's, 
Would you ask them? Well, you know, (laughs) the world is so multicultural. There's so many different ideals in the world and ideas and um, just ways of believing and living and everything that I think it's, I, I don't, I don't know if that one world, I don't know if one world would work, you know. There's there's too much, well, maybe, but there's I feel like there's too much history and culture for people to come together and have one idea, you know. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I mean, what does that even look like? What does the one world look like, you know? If everyone had the same mindset, the same belief system, you know, the same goals and aspirations, the same freedoms, what would get you know what would get done what would be the purpose like it would change a lot of things it would change a lot of the fabric of how countries and societies interact and you know everything yeah and and to tie it back so that i don't go down in history is having that as my opinion that big, <laughs> that big spiel that i just said and then all our friends come up and they're like what the fuck bro i've thought about that long and hard about mm. that like one worldness yeah, yeah, and I and I and every time I usually think about it in a way that's like peace and harmony, mm. but realistically, it would be it would probably be unfortunately like credit system. Everyone gets the same amount of money, like communist style. Uh, like yeah. everyone gets the same amount of money. Everyone has to do a certain job. You're born, super boring. You're born and you're spat out to go and I mean, do a you certain think about thing. This right? Exactly right. If you're born into a society that has a plan for you before you even decided to think or learn to think for yourself, what's going to be everyone's drive to be good at anything or be successful or push the boundaries or be creative? Society would mm. stop, you know. Whoever, like, there would be no free thinking, you know, I'd imagine. But there would anyway. always, uh, the story, the story of like, Every action movie with like that involves like groups of people is like cowboys and Indians, right? Like Star Wars, Star Trek, what whatever yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's always big, angry, powerful people trying to oppress people, and then a group, a minority group, the rebellion or whatever, <laughs> Terminator. It's the, they're all the same, right? Yeah, yeah. And they're all just like it's a small group of people that actually care about resisting, mm. and they win in the end. Mm. And that and that will that would be and currently is. Currently, the rebellion is like the majority of the planet, mm. uh, and then it, and then people come complacent, and all of a sudden we're all. And this is not my opinion. I've been vaccinated, but we're all like, yeah, I'll get vaccinated. Yeah, I'll wear a mask. Yeah, I'll download mm. service, mate. Yeah, I'll. And then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, I'll do this. I'll do that. I'll do that. No worries. And then all of a sudden, because it's so relaxing, you're like, why fight it? <laughs> like I'm chill, man. And then all of a sudden we're all so chill that no one gives a shit anymore. That's the danger. <laughs> but then, sorry to continue, but then it would be like, and then eventually it would become a small minority of people that are like, let's fight the the big, powerful, Power. bad, and it would continue forever. It would just be always, a th- it will always be a thing. I can never imagine, like history is full of moments of that. Like what, Egypt, Do you know, do you know like, what it also, needs? Do you know what the world needs for that to happen, I guess, organically and with the with that oneness? That, you know, we need to have something happen that's outside of this world, you know. To bring us all together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've always said that. Something needs to happen that is like there's no hiding from that, you know, that's yeah. happened yeah. or that's happening. Yeah. 
we're aware of it. Everyone's aware of it. Whatever that is. Meteor. Alien invasion. Something like that, you know? I think I think a meteor, the like the fear of the world ceasing to exist would bring countries together, you know, band people together. But something something not so like something a bit like like aliens, for example. If there was a massive starship to arrive outside of our planet, <laughs> land on the moon, and you could see it on the moon or something, it covers the moon. Everyone's like, well, "That's happened," you know. <laughs> you can't deny that. Yeah, there's that uncertainty. People would band together, but it's not like imminent death. We don't know, you know. Mm. Could be. Um, so yeah, war for me. I think I'd like I'd fight for our country. But as you said, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't leave the country. Yeah, I'd I'd fight here to protect Us? our country. Like yeah. I don't. I was saying, I think it was you, or maybe someone else the other day, like maybe Mark. That I was like a world war. Like a world war probably couldn't happen. I've had this mentality that a world war couldn't happen again. You know, well that's what they thought for the Second World War. You know, <laughs> yeah, they just got over that. No, it won't happen again. Realize how stupid it was. That happened. Mm. Um, but people around the world aren't in cahoots like they were back then. You know, we can communicate with people all over the world currently. I could call someone in America right now, you know. Mm. That only does so much. Having friends around the world or family around the world and having traveled the world and so on only does so much for you. If there's if there's people coming to our shores aggressively wanting to take over everyone else that you know around the world is becomes irrelevant everywhere that you've been and the fact you know well to be honest cell towers are probably going to go down first you know they're probably just going to cut the lines under the the oceans no one's going to be able to communicate to each other and you're going to go back to the fucking middle ages no not really you're going to go back to about 150 years ago right where you're on an island australia (laughs) and you've just got to protect you where you live Mm. you know protect your family and your friends and you know, your way of life. That's all it comes down to, you know. It mm. doesn't matter how well the world can communicate. doesn't matter how fast I can message someone or send a photo or FaceTime someone on the other side of the world. Yeah, we're connected. But as soon as there's a, you know, as soon as there's a, a danger in your face, all of that becomes irrelevant, mm. you know. Um, so I'd fight for our country here. Mm. That's probably as far as I'd go. You reckon you've got the skill set to fight here currently? Fuck. Put a crossbow on my back and give me a bicycle. <laughs> give me an electronic bicycle and I'll fucking, I'll be the silent assassin. The silent Sicilian assassin. <laughs> oh, all right, Hawkeye. Calm down. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm scared by it. I'd like, I'd like, I'd appreciate better training if we got, we, if we did go down that route, that route. Um, but I don't think that I'm – I think I'm more capable. I feel like I'm more capable than most. I feel like my problem-solving brain would would be a benefit to me. Yeah, man. There's, th- there is our chat episode two or three about – oh, yeah, about jacks of all trade, master mm. of none kind of spec with mm. being an event worker. It was no joke when, even though we're looking at it from one side of the coin, 
It was no joke when people started posting on Facebook. All this shit that's going wrong with COVID, you know, if you had the events industry sorting it out, it'd be done in 24 hours. (laughs) And it's because we're the events industry is a mix of uh, creative and engineering mindsets. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So the engineers are deep thinkers, overthinkers, and can construct over time. Mm. And then the creatives are like fast-paced, ready to go, make it happen quick. Well, some creatives, you know what I mean? It's like those two mindsets, but in events there's like a a, weird mix mix of like half Well, I mean – when you deal with events, you need to you need to perform in chaotic situations. Yeah, you need to be able to problem solve in high intense situations when you've got thousands of people in your care. Yeah, you know, and when you build that, when you work that muscle, when you build on that, and you become fluent in it, and you trust yourself, that's a big thing. Trusting your instincts or trusting your the problem that you're solving mm. with what you come up with and running with it, mm. trial and error, doing that a few times, you know, you start to learn. I mean, obviously a lot of it's crowd management, but um, yeah, you start to trust that process and yeah. then be able to perform in unfamiliar situations in those high intense chaotic situations, mm. you know. Um, I was thinking about it. I was like, fuck, like what would we do? What would be our thing that we did if there was a war? You know, you're looking at the stuff in Ukraine at the moment, and there's like there's like bands of people that are just civilians that are banding together and protecting certain little towns and stuff that they're in, and they're just getting like you know, I watched, I saw this thing. His husband and wife got married, and the next day they're fighting. You know, they got handed an AK each, and they're on the front line, sort of thing. Yeah, government. They've um, never used guns, but you know, they've never shot an AK before. Like, there's all these people just like any man between 18 and 60 can't leave Ukraine and has to fight for their country. And I'm That's like, hectic. And I'm like, fuck, like I put myself in that position, but obviously here in our hometown. Mm. And I was like, what would we do? And I was like, do you know what we fucking got? We've got 40 to 50 crew. No, don't give it all away. <laughs> 40 to 50 crew, whether or not they want to fight or not. That's up to them. I'm not going to like mandating the vaccinations. <laughs> I'm not going to make anyone do anything, you know, but if there was, you know, one thing that we're capable of doing. I love the idea is, that you is, could. I love the idea that you could even, like, like with the vaccinations. I'm not mad at anything. Like you even have a choice with going to war. Like as a boss, as a boss of fifty guys, you're like, right, everyone come to work today. <laughs> <laughs> no, you no, got to no. listen to me today. Like, I've got family to hang out with, bro. This we're in a war. Come to work. Don't be late. No, no, Eight no, no, a.m. No. <laughs> so, Toolbox meeting. Grab your guns. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck. Like, what would we? What would we? You know. What would be our thing? And I was like, we can lead, you know. Mm, yeah. We can lead. We've done that for however long now. Mm. And I trust that process, whether that's building an event site or creating a plan and getting, you know, the people that trust us on our side and like working together to, you know, to accomplish something. Yeah. It's the same thing, you know. Yeah, 100%. Training, leadership. Have a plan, execute, execute, execute. You yeah, know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, in my brain, I was like, fuck, like we could band, you know, if it got real, we could band our mates together. We could band whoever, you know, we wanted together and we could lead a small fucking army that we created. And I think we could do that pretty successfully. We've all got great four-wheel drives, you know, <laughs> honestly. We've all got great four-wheel drives. 
like this is so heaps good. of spotlights. I'm really we've got some this. we've got some boats, you know. If they're coming from the ocean, we'll flank them. <laughs> you know, we'll get Blake to build some fucking bulletproof covers for our boats with like little glass windows, and then we'll just through the dark of night just we'll use the wreckfish app and <laughs> flank them. <laughs> God. Obviously, none of us have any weapons. I've got a fucking recurve bow. That's about as useful as kicking a soccer ball in someone's nose. I got nose. a spear gun <laughs> that shoots three meters. I mean, yeah, we got spear guns, but um, but yeah, I was just like, fuck, like what? What could we do in war that we've learned from business? Lead. Yeah, lead a fucking mean team. Bloody oath. Bloody oath. I just, uh, I, I just hope we don't get there. No, but. If it was to happen, I'm I'm confident that together with you know whoever wanted to be involved in our little power posse, you just, you just, you've literally just announced all this to the internet, and you just become like the number one target. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to lead the resistance. <laughs> <sighs> John Connor. <laughs> No, but, good. You know, uh, yeah. I actually, to, to be honest, that question about, and I didn't expect you when you started talking about jump, lift, run. You know, I thought we were going to start talking about jump, lift, run, and then you just spun it on me and I started asking me about me going to war as a reservist or something. And I was like, whoa, I did not, not expect this for today's. Yeah, be careful. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think it was, I think it was Wednesday, Wednesday or Thursday. Either one of those days. Sorry. Just trying to think back to when it was. Um, For anyone who's friends with Aldo out there, you'll know exactly the moment that we just went through. Just who cares? Moment, which is the moment who cares Aldo, when it was. Aldo tries to figure out a detail that doesn't matter. So it was either Wednesday or Thursday. Um, I get a message from our, in our family chat from my, uh, from my uncle. Um, my nonna uh, is in a home, is in a Sicilian or Italian uh, aged care facility. Yeah. Um, and for the last few years, like we thought we lost her a couple of years ago. Um, she'd been getting a lot better to the point that, you know, she had, we were told that she was never going to walk again, but now she's up and moving and stuff like that. Fantastic. Um, her quality of life dropped to like nothing. And now she's like able to enjoy herself a lot more. Right. She's always smiling, laughing, happy and telling jokes and, um, She's always surrounded by people, which is something that she was missing out on a lot when she was, after my the passed, when she was living at home. Sure. Um, and the other day she got up out of bed and she went into like the common area, which is, it's not uncommon, but it doesn't happen very often, you know. And she made herself to the, the common area and she was, they were singing and they were doing all the things, blah, blah. And she was sitting there at the end of the day and the TV came on and it was just, news reports of war right and nonna had a full-on flashback to you know she was 10 years old or something in the nine years old in the second world war she had this full flashback and just started just was just hysterical she was had this she had this idea that all her grandsons so me danilo pablo taylor and Johnny Jr., the five of us, we're going to get sent to war and we were all going to die. 
Jesus. And the the um the carers at the facility had to like take Nana back to her bed and like calm her down and be with her and just like try and relax her and get her breathing and all that. It's like she was like absolutely hysterical because she just had this full-on war flashback and in that moment she felt helpless and that she felt like there was obviously she's contained to this building that she hasn't left in or she's left once in three years, you know. Yeah. She can't see the outside world. She can only get the information that she's given from our from us, our family, or like the carers or the television. Yeah, or CNN, which is, yeah. You know, and she's watching like the, this war taking place. She knows where it is though, yeah. I don't even know if she understands that, you know. I think she just sees this war and news articles and so she, on. Does she speak English? Broken. Does she read English? Probably not. Probably not. Okay, that'll do it. Yeah. Um, but um I mean, someone probably would have tried to explain to her that it's happening in Russia and Ukraine. Ukraine's like two two countries over from Italy, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, it's close to like a lot of our family over there as well. Uh but yeah, she was just like there was no convincing her otherwise that her grandsons were getting sent off to war and that we were all going to die because that's what she that, that you know, that's Holy obviously what shit. she experienced. And I was like, fuck. And I was like, <laughs> my first reaction was, fuck, poor Nonna. Like, like that she went through that. And my brain went, why the fuck are they showing that in this facility, <laughs> right? Why the fuck is that on the TV where there's these, you know, all these lovely old gentlemen and women that, that can't leave, stuff that already. have been through that, that can't leave and they're just like, they're, you know, they're, they're, last, not, they're, they're, not, last years, they're so not in speak. a good spot as it is. Yeah. You know, they're doing the best with what they've got and what they're capable of and they're just like, I'm like, turn that off. Don't put that on the television. Yeah, put on you Netflix. Know? Who watches the news still? I have to go getting, I have to go out of my way to get that information. They were leaving it on their, t- their screen. Yeah. I guess. They need Disney Plus. Well, I guess if it wasn't for my non becoming hysterical mm. and having that thought process mm. and having to be calmed down, blah, blah, I probably wouldn't have the same logic. I'd probably be like, well, they need to know what's going on in the world. Mm. Fair enough. Yeah. Then also, that happened. Yeah. And, you know, you've got people in there that might have, like, you know, dementia or certain um disabilities that can't comprehend what's going on and like that's probably not good exposure for them you know like why why would you want like it's probably not good exposure for people that can get stressed out pretty easily Mm. um yeah man but that was pretty hectic have you you should you know what you should do is that if you can be bothered which i'm sure you can but you're a busy boy should call the shelter the shelter (laughs) call the homeless shelter that's horrible things though call the um retirement village so Mm. to speak and or email them and be like, hey, you know, like just no, you didn't do it on purpose, but food for thought. Food for thought. You know, these yeah, people yeah. have been through a lot. Like yeah, yeah. maybe just give them another media to ingest. Yeah, yeah. Disney Plus. <laughs> Disney Plus. Seriously, man. Disney Plus. How can you go wrong? There's so many. This is proper tangent. So many new Disney movies that are like for four to ten year olds of this day and age mm. that you and I have completely missed out on watch them yeah but really oh bro there's like See, i can't enchanted I, and rare yeah, and I, all this stuff i like i like the old animation style 
Yeah, yeah, sure. Like Tarzan, Hercules. Tarzan, your bug's life, your Toy Story, your Lion King. That's my, that's my. I've got three words to say to you. Shut the fuck. That's only No, no. (laughs) Innovate or die. You're being closed off. No, I'm just telling you what I like. You're the guy that's upset about Triple J being shit now. Triple J is shit. See? <laughs> it's <laughs> Too all, much rap. It's all. No, it's not. I just listen to other stuff. Listen yeah. to. Yeah, no, I know. Podcasts. Um, no, Triple J is not shit. It was great for like 12 joke. years for me while there was like lots of bands and all that sort of gear. But now I'm just not a fan of that, you know, that rappy stuff. There's just, okay, this is not neither here nor there. <laughs> we don't listen to Triple J, right? Mm. Every time you turn it on, you probably get some. UK Grime Act, <laughs> trying to give it a red-hot go. You're like, I've had enough of this. But there is so much – this is not what this podcast is about. There's so much good quality on there and on Disney+. Plus. I don't have your brain. You're better than that, okay? okay. Yeah, give yeah, it yeah. a shot. I will. Um, now, I'm just being mindful of – I would like to continue on yeah. a topic, but I'm being mindful that you have a first birthday to get to. Oh, yeah. no, we got time. we got time? Yeah, yeah we'll cool, cool. Run it. So um, back to less – Back to less stressful topics, less stressful, less philosophical, world-encompassing topics, more personal development. Go on, your, your face. I'm kind of wanting to know what this question is Before we give up, before we give up on Russia and Ukraine. Yeah, I have something to do with business and war. Okay, I go, oh, no, hit me with that. So what would happen mm-hmm. to businesses during war? Like, dude, does honestly, the government stop requesting? Like, do you, do they wipe? Like, you know, obviously it becomes dire. All for one and one for all, sort of. You know, does everyone just go? Okay, well, you know, let's just let's just put a pause on this. You know, nah, bro. Everything keeps my opinion. Yeah. Without knowledge, I would suggest that. Everything keeps going until it can't anymore. I reckon that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Cole's trucks are still out. Like, everything's still happening, man. Movies are still being aired. Like, I think everything is as it is. Until it can't be. Until until it's It's unsafe to be, unsafe to do so. Yeah. I don't think it would stop because the economy just keeps, it needs to keep on going. Yeah. What do you want to do? Just sit at home. Like, you. (laughs) <laughs> you would have to, I mean, we'd have to experience it and it would probably be good to talk to someone like your nonna about it if you can oh, have man, that they went. They, they, they left their village and went on the road for three months walking, hundreds of them. Yeah. My nonna's grandfather led this group of about 250 villages. I think two or three villages all came together and my nonna's father, my great-grandfather, was like the leader, the follow me guy, you know, and they, that, those people, every village that they went through, they just got given all the potato skins and they lived off potato skins That's for right, two yeah. or three months. And my nonna, yeah. my nonna won't touch potato skins. Yeah, because it just reminds her of that. Yeah, it's tough. But um, you look at me like, what were we talking about? Yeah. Yeah, no, we were talking about... Oh, sorry. What would it go? Like what, would it go? Yeah. yeah. That, that, uh, that's my opinion on yeah, where, yeah, how yeah. it would go. And I'm really excited for when eventually this podcast becomes popular enough for more than just you and me to listen to it, <laughs> for someone to turn around and go, dude, that's not how it goes. But my opinion would be economy keeps going, everything keeps trying to go. I, I would guarantee... I would guarantee... I can't guarantee. I would suggest that 
in the Ukraine right now. Yeah. Your delis are open. You know what I mean? Like supermarkets are open. Where it's safe to be so. You know, construction's probably at an all-time high because <laughs> they're trying to rebuild. I don't, think be, I don't think you'd be rebuilding There'd yet. be engineers going to front and centre. I feel like there'd be a lot going on. I feel like there'd be a lot going on. Maybe not. I could be completely wrong. Mm. Could be. But that's maybe that's just my... Maybe that's just my I, hopeful brain. I think it would go down to, like we've experienced with lockdowns, it'd go down to essential services. I think a lot of civilians would be, you know, utilised in areas that are required mm. and, and it'd go down to essential services. You'd obviously still need your food and, and you know, your utilities. You'd need your medical, first aid, police, whatever else, for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you'd obviously a big military presence and then it would just be a lot of people just helping other people. Mm. Yeah. I, I don't think, I mean, can you imagine there's a war going on, right? Currently in East Fremantle, there's like a battle, right? And we're like, do you want to go to the office and work on some sales? <laughs> like, I don't like. No, I think it would be different. I don't. I can't imagine it would be perfect for everyone. Yeah, but like, I just think I think essential services or essential businesses would remain open, but those other ones wouldn't. I think okay. that's what it, I think it'd go to that pretty quick. Sorry, go on. No, I'm just thinking like you know, thinking about Fremantle specifically. There's a port there. Sea containers need to be coming off, packed and unpacked. You kind of like. Gross, like exports need to keep yeah. happening. Like there, yeah, there yeah. would be. So I think those, like that's an essential service. Yeah, okay. You know, it's, it's essential to the, you know, the survival operations of the com- of our um, community. Yeah. You know, like Western Power is probably going to be flat out. Um, you know, a lot of those businesses that work in a, um, in an everyday thing, like everyday operations, they would be working. They probably need more help. So I think you'd you'd find that like you'd we might have 20 people over at Frio Docks helping out because they need that, yeah, you know? That's the, yeah, that's what I was thinking when I started thinking of that. Yeah. But also I think you would find the economy would slow down because people would um, cash liquidity, like people would not be spending, right? Oh, no. So the things that you're spending money on, like JB Hi-Fi, probably not a thing. You know what I mean? Like, um, Oh, man, everyone would be buying dash cams and drones and... Oh, well, that's true. Or looting. There's that aspect as well. Looting is the, probably the main thing. But, um, you know, like... Do you think our community's got that in it? To loot? Yeah. Yes, bro. Mm. 100%, man. Toil- Imagine just the fact that we couldn't put a lid on toilet paper for a hot minute just goes to show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fair you know what I mean? Okay. Like, okay. it starts off as just like, a, it's just. What would it take for you? Would it take like a group of people running in a shop to be, and, and then just grabbing essential things like. Say for example, JB Hi-Fi up the road, right? There's a there's a, a mob of people that've smashed through the front, and they're just taking things. And you're like, "Fuck!" A drone would be good for safety. I could put a drone up and see what's going on. Yeah, you know, mm. drone would be good. Camera for documentation, you know. Um, I don't know what else would you know? What else would they have? A fridge or a freezer to keep stuff, you know, frozen if you you know essentials and for survival like i don't know like we should, we should get blake on have a full <laughs> chat about like survival kit. bunnings would be the ultimate people would be going in there 
building cubby houses and forts and nail guns would be going off the shelves like it was just, no one's business. It's, if something went like really wrong, my <laughs> fir- I like to think that my first thing would be like, right, teach a man to fish. Like sit back. You can run to the shops and buy a loaf of bread or, and steal a loaf of bread all you want. Mm. But stand back. What do I need to survive forever? Like, so do I need food right this second? No. But do I need something that can get me food right this second? Yeah, sick. I've got my boat. I've got my spear gun. You know what I mean? Okay. Fishing I need backups road. of spears like in case I'm losing spears to bloody shovel nose sharks. <laughs> oh, man, just going to like Tucker West and just steal like a million lures, a couple of rods. Yeah, a little, a little kayak. You're good. That's a, just yeah. eat raw. Yeah, it's a shimmy for the next thirty. But, years. Yeah, like <laughs> that would be my direction, man. I wouldn't be running into shops stealing stuff of like stealing stuff from Coles. I'd be like, right, how can I get through this the whole way? I'm gonna need a bucket load. Okay, yeah. how long does bread last? I need how eggs. long does a fishing rod last? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go get an RBC. I'm gonna fill it up with petrol. That's a good idea. And then I'm also gonna make sure that I clear out BCF of all the oars, <laughs> all the paddles <laughs> that I could possibly have. Me and you just in the tinny, just paddling around. <laughs> Flanking them. <laughs> Man, this is... I don't know what you wrote down for today's podcast episode. Yeah. Was it vaguely what we've been discussing? Oh, not really. Nah. Yeah, cool. That's good. Oh. Um. Anyway, shall we move on from more and business for a tick? Move on to business. Move on from war. and Move on from war and business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just, I just, look, I just want to go back to the fact that this podcast is about <laughs> how are you, how are you feeling, which I think we went through a bit of that at the beginning in regards to your bucks. Spoke to the trials and tribulations of that. Mm. We're kind of stuck on personal evolution. <laughs> we glossed over business evolution. Personal evolution. I just want to talk about 50 Hard a little bit more because mm. I think that what's important for people who actually do want to try this and we've had a lot of interest lately of people being like, what's it like? What do you do? How do you do it? Mm. And Well, Jake and Perry, hey guys, they are starting 30 Hard on Monday. They are. And by they, you mean Jake because Perry's got a week off. She's got a cheat week. But yes. Ah. So, all right. What's your plan for your first workout? My first workout? Yeah, generally. Depends. How do you see your workouts going? Well, I'm going to do a ride. I'm going to do a weight session. Or I'm going to do a ride. I'm going to do a a, a body weight movement sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. Where are you going to do that? <laughs> JLR. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I'm going to, yeah. JLR, I want, I want to... Um, I want to do. I want to continue Muay Thai, but I don't know if it's the best for my time in the next two, three weeks, or you know, between now and the wedding. I don't have enough time. There's not enough time in the day. I need. To, I need to really knuckle down, especially if we're outside a lot. That time frame of waking up and going to bed and get everything done in that time frame. Yeah, it adds like two, two and a half hours into my day that I don't have. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I think I just need to I just need to knuckle down on my routine and make it really clean, so that I've got enough energy and time in my work day to get everything I need done and not be stressed about trying to implement this other thing that's really good for us and mm. good for me. Yeah, and make it sustainable. 
So riding to and from work, if we're in the office, um, uh, well, at least every day will be a ride, and which will be my outdoor, and then um, a a weight session, a gym session, or a um, jump lift run. Yeah. So Harry from, as we explained, Harry from jump lift run, he works with. So it's basically like kind of, it's a gym. Strength and conditioning is the focus, but he works in rehabilitation. So he's very so he's got his masters in strength and conditioning. Yeah, and then he works with another physiotherapist, and uh, and there's another guy, another owner as well that's done a masters in something. I think similar to him. Yeah. Um. So they're you know really up there, and they train and do rehab for um like state level and athletes. And national level, like Perth Glory, AFL players, rugby players, rugby full players, teams, yeah, man. teams, yeah. So they're they're up the up the high end of quality in regards to exercise and physiology and stuff. And so, yeah, when on Friday, Aldo and I, you know, we went into JLR and and did the Harry did some base tests with us to see where we are, and the tests were really interesting because mm. they were like not what you'd normally do. I don't know, even when I was like at Helix. It was like, a, like, how strong are you tests? Yeah, but yeah. these were like ankle flexibility tests. Hip flex. Hip flex tests. Jump. Um, yeah, jumping. Like how far, like jump and stabi- like stability, like stabilizing muscle tests. And then, um, and then we did like a, and then we did, and then we did how many chin-ups you can do in one sitting to see how many chin-ups. What, you got to five, I think? Six. Six, which is more, than, well more than I I thought I was going to get two, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's a mental game, bro. I reckon the old chin-ups. I got to 12. So we'll see how far we go over the next 50 days and mm. we'll come back with that. I just kind of want to run through a bit on the podcast so that when we can come back to it 50 days from now, we'll be like, oh, that's right. Yeah. And then um, we did, uh, finished off with two minutes, sorry, two Ks as fast as you can on, the on a bike. salt bike. We both got the exact same time. Man, two minutes, 51 fudge? seconds. Yeah. And my throat, we were coughing for like, well, was I was coughing until yesterday. Two minutes, 51 seconds? Yeah. Yeah. We both at the same time. Um, man, that assault bike just rips your chest apart, eh? Yeah. Um, I think it just goes to show how unfit we both have become over the last two months, I think, personally. Man, I don't know if, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what we get back, you know, out of that a few months from now. But um, assault bikes are hard. They're hard work. Yeah, Ooh. they're a lot harder than riding. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man, my chest was still wheezy like yesterday. You were coughing and spluttering for like it. Well, well, I was sick. All Friday. <laughs> this was on Friday and Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I was crook. Yeah. Um, and so just to finish off the fr- Friday with like that, in- I mean, we went to do our podcast on Friday after going to jump lift run and I couldn't even breathe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. My head was everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm excited to – obviously, I had ankle surgery. Um, when was that? 2020, August, mm. I had my ankle surgery. Yeah. Um, and I never did any rehab for it. I got a, I, I got my bike and I started doing riding to help the, you know, the just like the movement in my ankle. I didn't want any like high impact. I, I couldn't run. I still can't run because my ankle is like – still healing um 
but hopefully with Harry's help, I can, you know, get that momentum and mobility. That's pretty much your goal, eh, isn't it? That's yeah, well, I want to be able to run again. To be able to run again, yeah. I want to be able to run again. It holds me back from a lot. Like I, I find that when I'm jumping off stuff or when I'm moving and like, you know, when I'm doing anything in life, um, even running up steps and stuff, it impacts my ability to perform at my best because my ankles – I mean, we did that ankle test on the wall where you have the measuring tape, you put your foot down and then you put your knee to the wall and you see how far back you can have your toes from From the wall wall. with your knee touching. And I think my left foot was about 14 or 15 centimetres and my right foot was barely six. Yeah, okay. You know, Um, and just that alone, like that flexibility, like movement in my ankle just limits me a lot. So um, if I want to be the best version of myself and I want to be – have all the ability that I and I want to work towards, then I need to fix that. Yeah. I haven't done any rehab. And yeah. I mean, even with Muay Thai, like every second day I'll, you know, it's a lot of kicking involved uh, and every second day I'll hurt my foot because of like hyperextension from like kicking wrong or something like that. And I think I've just got to be careful and get my foot. If I want to, if I want to fight and I do want to fight, I want to compete in a Muay Thai fight at the end of this year. Um, and if I want to do that, I need my ankle to be good. Mm. I can't be throwing a kick cautiously, worried about it, you know, worried about my foot. Um, well, yeah. And I mean, with the intention of winning anything. Yeah. You know, you know this this period you talk about having, <clears throat> you were talking before about making the choice about doing Muay Thai and la la la. I mean, realistically, think of this as a bridge to Muay Thai. Yeah. Like, you know, no I, mean, rehab, I think yeah. like, like this is the thing you're doing before you go back to Muay Thai and it's, and it's, not in spite of it, it's because of it. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I'm going to do this with Harry until yeah. my foot works and I know how it works and if that's and then if that's the best it can be, that's the best it can be and you know that now and then you work with that. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Time. yeah. Yeah. And then um, for myself, I think jump the runs just like – they've done a good job of branding for me like with the – is it a Puma Cheetah? With cheetah. The, the Cheetah and – I'm like very like I love the idea of agility. Mm. I love the idea of like movement, like you know, I wouldn't say parkour. I don't want to like parkour my way around the streets, but um, if I what if I had to, I could. You know what I mean? Like I mean, uh, we're both the same. Like when we went to like these ruins in India and Nepal, or like through the jungle or wherever. Like usually wherever we are, if we're if we're camping somewhere or if we're traveling anywhere, we always attempt at pushing our bodies to get ourselves to this place where you shouldn't be. Yeah, we you know? always do, don't we? Walking around the edge of a, you know, on the eighth floor of a hotel in Nepal on the air conditionings. Yeah, yeah, you jumping know? from Stupid, but, I mean, we, we always try and push ourselves and our bodies to, you know, achieve things that are like, wow, I'm capable of that. <laughs> we're, like living, we're like living Disney characters. We're like Aladdin <laughs> Tarzan, <laughs> like just popping around the place, <laughs> just always one of the different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as you said, I, I like being able to go. I'm capable, even if you're not going to do it. You know, oh, there's a tree. I could climb to the top of that. You know, yeah, I'm capable of that. Yeah, having that agility and that ability in yourself to go, you know, to know what you can. Yeah, right. Have the confidence in yourself to do one it. One of the things I said to, and army aside, we've done that to death. But one of the things that I said to. Um, Harry was that I want to be create my program because I want to be like a healthy old man that can climb to the top of Everest when I'm 60 if I choose to 
part yeah. of that part of that there's going to be a stage there where running around in a swamp with my kids is the next step like <laughs> do you know what i mean like jumping from tree to tree or go, walking through nanga bush camp and balancing on logs, logs and, and yeah, yeah. you know that's like i want to i don't want to just watch my kids do that yeah, yeah yeah i want to do it with them yeah you know what i mean i want to lead by example with my kids and being able to do those things and working with a program it sounds simple but i don't know we're 30 now working with a working with a gym strength and conditioning coach that knows that you want that with the meant with the level of intelligence that they have about the area makes me feel so much better mm. i don't know like imagine back to having kids we don't yet but <clears throat> you know how excited and adventurous we were when we were younger you mm. know like you just want to go exploring everywhere you know we're adventurers surely we're going to take our kids to places i don't want to be in a position where my kid is trying to do something, trying to, you know, climb a fucking a cliff or, you know, do all these, or even go cliff jumping or, you know, wants to experience those things that we've already experienced and I can't be there alongside them, yeah. you know, because I'm not capable. Yeah. I don't want to be that. No way. And if you, be boring your, as. if you push yourself too hard to achieve, you know, if you push yourself and hurt yourself in these years, you're not going to be able to achieve that then. Yeah, you know, hundred um, percent. Obviously, we've taken a route in not having kids at twenty. You know, have ten, have fifteen year olds at thirty five. You're pretty close in age. Like you can, you know, do a lot of the same things. Where we've taken a, a a route in traveling and career and so on, and we're going to have kids later on in our life. So I think it's on our forefront to be able to still be ourselves and the dads that we wanted to be at a later point in our life. Mm. The only way you're going to do that is if you train sustainably yeah you know 100 yeah but i'm keen yeah i'm keen to and that's been a topic since top um podcast number one but we obviously want to be the best versions of ourselves and the best version of myself would be fit and able to do what my brain thinks i can do you know mm -hmm. yeah 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 or what, what, what your brain wants to do yeah 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 what like yeah sorry like looking at you know i'm not going to create a scenario but being able to accomplish the things that i'm like i should be able to do that mm, yeah you, know? you don't want to hold you, you don't want your body to hold you back from anything you want to do no nah. yeah yeah you know? i'm totally with you yeah um, i mean even being like being out in the boat diving i want to fix my res respiratory system so that i can actually dive properly you know, I can do those free dives and then also be able to train, well, do that with our kids, you know, well, rather mm. than be like, oh, no, I'm just going to stay in the boat. Yeah, I'm can't, fishing. I can't you breathe. guys go in the water? I can't breathe underwater. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, no one can, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kevin yeah. Costner can. What world? Um, I'm totally with you. I'm 100%. And I didn't realise that um, getting in the water was such an impact on your lungs. Well, yeah, my, I think it happened, I've got this small amount of PTSD, right, where in the water from when we went to the West End at Rotto when we were 17, 18, mm. and I got rolled by this like set that came through. It was like probably like, I think it was like the, one of the biggest sets of the day and me and Lobo and Kurt got caught in the inside. Um, 
I was on the inside because I couldn't keep up. I couldn't get myself out of there. Kurt was in there because he just caught a wave and Lobo was in there because he just got rolled by the wave before that. Um, and we we're both trying to get out. We, I got, we got rolled by that massive set, three waves on the head, and I was like scared of drowning. Like I was underwater, the longest I've ever been underwater. The reef was below me and I was just getting tumbled and I didn't hit the reef, but the reef was like, you know, 20 centimetres from my head at one point when I opened my eyes. And then I come up and I'm in the whitewash and I can't breathe and finally made it out of the set or out of the braking area. Mm. What would you call that? Not where it made it out of the, the danger zone and then um, got onto land and was just like, like, fuck, that was close. Like yeah. I put myself in a really high risk situation and I couldn't handle it. And I, ever since then I've had this like kind of fear of the ocean. Yeah, okay. Just from that moment. I'm not scared right. of what's in the ocean. I'm just scared of what's in – I'm just scared of – The ocean itself. Myself in the ocean. Right, so right. one thing for me is the fitter I get, the better my breathing is. I love the ocean. I love being in the water. We spent most of our childhood at the beach, Yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, all of our trips involve being somewhere next to the ocean, yeah. you know. Um, but there's just this like little inkling that I doubt myself that I'm capable of saving myself when I'm in a high risk situation because of that moment. Yeah. So one thing for me is getting really fit so that I enjoy spearing rather than it being like a, like rather the challenge than, is finding the fish, not trying to stay alive. <laughs> yeah. To you know, like breathing. being yeah. comfortable in that environment rather than being, rather than scaring myself in that environment. Yeah. You no. Know? Um, it's one of the reasons why I don't surf a lot. Like I'd, l- I love the feeling of surfing. One of the things that I've made myself this year, one of the things for me to achieve this year, and it's fucking end of Mar- end of Feb, and I'm haven't started it yet. But I've never even tried to stand up on a surfboard. Right. I'm like, I love the fucking ocean. Go and give it a go, you know. But there's that inkling of me telling myself that I'm, um, you know. Incompetent in the water. Yeah. When I'm not, like I'm fine in the water. But just that playing in the back of your head like limits my ability to get myself there in the first place. You know what I mean? Day before your wedding. Have you got a plan? Day before the wedding? Yeah. Is there like a rehearsal or are you up to something? Wednesday Saturday. Whatever rehearsal's Wednesday. Well, whatever day it is that whatever day it is closest to the wedding that you and I can just go out on the boat, we should do it. Like, I've got to be very careful. <laughs> so you don't die before your wedding? <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I mean, I if you die myself. before your wedding, you die before your wedding. I don't anyway. hurt myself. Right, yeah. I don't want to have a black eye or... Don't want to waste your money and not be there. <laughs> <laughs> waste my money? <laughs> Spend all your money on a wedding and then not even get to attend because you're dead. Um, That'd be boring. Uh, What's your idea? Oh, I just want to go there and like... We would have just, but we wouldn't have finished. But we would be towards the end of fifty hard. We would have been working with jump lift run. We would have been cycling heaps. Yeah, um, we will be in a good mental state. I think that it would be a good time to be like, right, let's get in the water, and see how comfortable you feel. Chugging a snorkel back on with this beer gun and mm. seeing if you can deep dive or even just go for a surf or just get in the water. I think I think uh, I just need more um, exposure to actually just without a spear gun loaded. <laughs> watching you shoot that gun the other day was hilarious you just popped a spear off right next to me i was like what the fuck is going on 
I was just checking the safety. She's like, yeah, which wasn't on. Well, it was yellow out, black black in is safety on. Sorry, black in. There's a little button, push button, obviously. When the yellow, clicky boy, yeah. Yeah, when the yellow's in, safety's on. When the yellow's out, safety's off. I went, yellow's out. Safety's on. That means the safety's on. If I can't see the yellow, danger. Why is it red? That's what I want to know. If I can see the yellow, we're okay. That's my, that's my brain. Yeah, fair. but I pointed it away from you guys, obviously. Yeah, yeah. No, I just saw it go, and I, this very got a very distinctive noise of spear gun being shot, and I was just like, <laughs> "Yeah, I just saw." It. <laughs> and then you reel it back in. I was like, "Fuck." Well, I was doing it for two things. I'd set the thing up once. I'd like set it, you know, in my garage once when I bought it. I hadn't got it wet yet. Loaded it. Loaded yeah. it. Yeah, and then I loaded it on the boat. I think. I think, yeah, I loaded it on the, no, no, I didn't. Sorry, the spear was set, but I hadn't loaded it, you yeah. know, like mm-hmm. the spear was set. I'd, but I'd set the spear once in the garage. So I was like, okay, I'm in the water now. I'm going to shoot it, figure out what, what the safety is, shoot it, and then learn to load the spear in the water while I'm treading water, you know, because I hadn't done that before. So I was just part of that process because I hadn't done that, you know. Mm. It wasn't too hard, to be honest. I thought it was going to be difficult because mine isn't as like, as like, it's not a really great spear. It's quite basic. Um, but when buying something basic, it doesn't have all the fruit of like making, making it easy, it easy yeah, you know? Yeah, so 100%. I was like, this is like, this is cheap for a reason. Uh, so it cost me $9 because I had vouchers at BCF and I was like, fuck it, $9 for a spear gun. Perfect. <laughs> it's not bad. It does the job, but like. Yeah, it'll be, but I mean, spear guns are spear guns, spear guns, spear gun. Yeah, and yeah. all the people who are listening. That aren't, uh, that a spear fisherman will absolutely pissing themselves at me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, side note, you can shoot the spear gun to check if the safety's on without being loaded. Yeah, the so, little thing drops. Yeah, so you just go. But it was already loaded. I loaded it first thing and then I was like, uh, oh, which one's the safety? It is fun to shoot. Anyway. Um rant. But rant. yeah, we should we should we should do something like that. Um, yeah. Just to see how comfortable you are in the water and you know, it'd be a good It'll be a good way of like. I feel like it'd be like a mini a mini bucks do, <laughs> like a mini last hurrah, like before your wedding. Just the boys on the water. You love being in the water. You're feeling all fit. Pop a spear gun in the back. You're like, fuck, this is ruining my day. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it is pretty. It's scary. I mean, there are sharks. Don't tell Danielle because she'll be like, you're not going in the water the day before the wedding. She'll be too nervous that something will happen. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm thinking about it. Um, um, uh, one thing that I've noticed a lot with me and how I like to achieve things that I want to, you know, want to want to try out is I need to I need to have the thing that aids that. So like, I was like, I had a bike that I my old mountain bike, and I was like, I could fix this up to start riding, but it's not purpose built for that. I want to get into cycling, so I was like. Need to get a bike, and I wrote and I write a lot because I got that. I got you know. I need to have the thing in my possession. I can't be like I oh, Dylan can't borrow a surfboard to learn because I wouldn't. You know, <laughs> I feel like I'd need to have my own yeah, surfboard this, this, to make you it. and I are completely separate. On right? This side, yeah. Um, just, I'm like I've never been four wheel driving. Can I borrow your four wheel <laughs> drive? <laughs> um. So and I know my brain's like, for me to give this a good go. 
I'm probably going to need a surfboard that's mine for me to go, you've got a surfboard, you better fucking get into it. You know, if I borrow yours, I'm like, oh, it's, I've just borrowed it, you know. Anyway, maybe yeah, look, maybe I'm, I can break that. that break the trend, man. You that. don't need to accumulate everything. Yeah. there's enough. We're doing enough things. <laughs> Figure out what you love before you go spending $1,000 on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You only just got a fucking spear gun. Just well, I'm, not, oh, I'm not buying a surfboard. No, yeah, but By okay, anyways. good. Well, I mean, I borrow Ben's, Ben's like, I've got 12. Like, fucking, save a Civvy. Civvy's ben, like, Ben Blakeman. Yeah, he's got like six or seven. Civvy's really? got like 12, and he was like, man, just. Ben Blakeman's got that many surfboards because he's done exactly what you've done, which is, I'm going to get into it. No, I'm not. <laughs> oh, now I need a new one. No, I'm going to get into it. No, I'm not. Now I need a new one. <laughs> good? Yeah, I'm going to break that trend, though, I think. Yeah, it's good. It's just, it's unnecessary to spend that much money on things. Learning all the good financial tips from Dylan, the financial planner. Just borrow, beg and borrow. Big borrow and steal. Um, yeah, so we're still on 50 hard chat, mm. but ride to, so my thing is ride to, ride from home in the morning of a weekday to JLR mm-hmm. for a 6.15 start. Yep. That's about a 25, 30 minute ride. Right. Right. Then do a 45 minute to an hour workout there. Mm. And then ride to the office, and then and then ride to the office, and then whatever minutes, are, and then ride home. And if I and I think the maths works out, but if it doesn't work out, I'll just do a few more laps wherever I'm going, take a bit of a longer route to get sure. home or whatever. One thing I love doing, I'm not sure if you do. One thing I love doing because I'm so bloody analytical and like weird with numbers mm. is that I'll set my when I leave my house to go for a ride, I'll set my set Google Maps on my quad lock on my bike to my own home. Right. If I leave at five, I know I have to be back at six thirty. Okay. So to do an hour and a half. So yeah. or, or if I leave at five, I have to be back at five forty-five. So I'll set my home as the destination, and then I just ride off until it says you'll be home at five forty-five. If you turn around. If you turn around. That's now. a good idea. And then I just go. Oh, sweet. And then I just and then I go back. And then whatever way it says to go back, which is usually different from the way I went. Yeah. Yeah. Fastest route. Fastest route back. Done. So good. Right. Yeah, it just makes That's it a good idea. shoot off in any direction. Whatever. Mm. Follow your nose. I usually aim for like the river or whatever because it's nice and flat around the river and good to look at. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and then hell. what are you doing for... <laughs> yeah. Where are what are you doing for uh, your diet? Yeah, right. I wanted to have a good conversation with you about this. So What have you done? No, no. <laughs> I haven't done anything wrong. I have not done anything wrong. I mean, it's, okay. you pick your own rules anyway. So. Yeah, no, I know. But my diet is chocolate. I'm eating chocolate nonstop. I don't want to do what I did last time, what, which, which is not what? have a framework at all. Oh, sure. And then fast till 12 o'clock. Yeah. So I've decided I'm not fasting. Yeah. Right? I'm probably not going to eat heaps, but I've decided I really enjoy a coffee with milk in the morning. Yeah. I'm not going to take that away from myself. Yeah. Um, I'm not having sugar or anything. Never have. Then I've got my muscle chef for lunch and dinner. Yep. Right? So... Saturday when I went out to Meriden to pick up, oh, I didn't even get to talk about the kittens. Never mind the kittens. Talk about them another time. Um, when I went to pick up the bloody six rug rat kittens, I got. I just worked into walked into Angove Kitchen, got a coffee, and said, "What's that? What's your healthiest takeaway?" Right. And they gave me a halloumi wrap. Right. Right with veggies and stuff in it. Sure. And I was like, okay, right. And I'm, my brain's already like, Whoa. am I on? Like, am I okay here? And then, like, got home, and then Georgia ordered me the healthiest, the healthiest thing from Salong, the Thai. Oh yeah, 
because we like she was like, come on, can we just have something other than my muscle? Yeah, <laughs> like what you and Danny. Yeah, yeah. Can we have something other than my muscle chef. Yeah, 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 sure. So I've got a bucket load of my muscle chef that I'm going to get through. But then I'm eating pretzels in between meals. Okay, and I'm like, why and can't so, you, why can't so there's you? a big bag of chips, right? Big bag of potato chips, crinkle cut. Yeah, and Perry and Jake. Perry and Jake came over last night. Yeah, yeah. Perry and Jake and um, Georgia are eating them somewhat and I've got the pretzels and I'm sharing them with Jake that I'm like does it, am I what am I doing like they pretzels are the healthiest option in the house right now and I am hungry yeah yeah <laughs> so am I like am I just having the lesser of two evils or is anyway I don't know what, I know what I'm you expecting you to say I know right what you now mean. can you can you swap that out for like nuts okay almonds you know a mixed mixed trail mix. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you that's know, a good something. idea. Something. Yeah, very energy dense, but yeah. I suppose yeah. that is healthier. There's like a, a, a further. Almonds are a good. A broader range of Macadamia nuts. I don't know. I did have macadamias, yeah. They're fucking expensive. They're so good, but they're so expensive. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I mean, I went out and bought meals the other day. Those prepackaged meals, like the, you know, Power Food, Muscle Chef, Super super meal thing, you know, all those things. Last time on my diet that I selected, I selected a well-balanced diet. So I wasn't doing carbs like pasta, rice. Actually, I was doing brown rice like once or twice a week. Mm-hmm. I wasn't doing pasta. I wasn't doing bread. wasn't doing, you know, I was sticking to veggies, fruit, proteins, and beans and nuts. And... um This time I've got the prepackaged meals, but they have like rice and different stuff in it. And I'm I'm more focusing on portion control rather than being select with the actual things that I eat. Sure. You know? I get you. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. uh and then, you know, last night me and Danny had steak and broccoli for dinner. Cheese and chips. I didn't have chips. Nice. You know? Yeah. Um and I figured I was going to just do the meals. Two meals a day, but that's not really going to work. So, like, um, I'll probably eat the meals for lunch. I'll probably try and do something like a yogurt and muesli for in the morning if I'm if I'm wake up hungry. Which when we start this program, and it happened last time. As you start the program, when you wake up early after burning a lot of calories or like you know exerting yourself a lot, I found that I was hungry in the morning. But then as I got into the program. I got out of being hungry in the morning. Okay, yeah. You know, so yeah. I think that time will pass. But, um, yeah, giving myself something, like even just fruit and something to eat in the morning. Oh, yeah, fruit's probably my first choice, second to like a dairy product. Um, not caring about coffee. Like I'm going to drink coffee and water. That's it. I'm not drinking anything else, which is what I did last time. And then um, I don't drink a lot of coffee. I'll probably have one every two days or one a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just the meals and then hopefully, and then ha- have a healthy dinner. But like, um, yesterday I had a sandwich for lunch instead of one of the meals at a roll. It just like heaps of, you know, good, fresh produce. And I was like, homemade? Made no, up. I got one no, oh, yeah. there at IGA. Oh, like a ham and salad roll or something? Yeah. Yeah. Like kind of like a Conti. Yeah. Um, I mean, Danny had one each. That's what she felt like. And I was like, there's nothing bad about that. It's just a bread roll with all the stuff that I'd be eating anyway, but it in a bread roll, mm. you know, and I'm not 
steering away from carbs this time. I'm steering away from overindulging. I found last time because I was like, I'm only eating this and this and this, I'd have like two steaks and a, like half a bowl of broccoli, half a plate of broccoli and then half a sweet potato. And I was just like gorging yourself to try and make up for the lack of yeah, yeah. nutrients, I suppose. I don't know. Yeah, but I was like, if I focus on my portion control and I'm still healthy, I'm going to probably get more out of this than I did last time. And are you going to fall, like, what's your point of view on, have you made a decision already on your point of view of cheap meals? So, like, chocolate, oh, I'm not touching, chips. I'm, I'm sticking away from sugar. Processed sugar is what I got rid of last time. I'm doing the same this time. Cool, man. Yeah, I think that'll be good. I think that'll be good. I yeah. think my downfall, I think, yeah, I think that you and I are on similar, I think we're on a similar And, man, it needs page. to be sustainable. The whole, like, I'm not, we're not doing 50 hard. We're not doing 75 hard. We're doing 50 hard and we're doing it. Well, you're probably doing it to motivate me to be better for me for the wedding. I don't know. Also, you're probably doing it for yourself. Oh, I love more. doing it, man. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love um, the clarity. Um, but I appreciate you. Like I probably wouldn't have jumped back in. Oh, I was like 25th of Feb, we're going again. It's 50 days until your wedding. And you were like, what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, I probably, I probably wouldn't have jumped back in before the wedding as much as I wanted to when I finished 75 hard. You know, um, the first time. Yeah. But I'm glad that I've got you motivating me to do that because I'm going to be better for it come wedding day and come after that, you know. Yeah. Um, but it needs to be sustainable. Yeah. It needs to be sustainable. Um, and, yeah, I want to I wanna not have the animosity towards the program that I had last time when it was impacting my life and my sleep. So, uh, yes, as Andy, Andy Frisella would fucking probably choke us out. but Call you a little bitch. Yeah, fucking your bitch voice. But, you know, um, I'm not really doing the program this time. I'm using aspects of the program to better myself up until a certain point. Um, and then I've come to the conclusion yesterday while writing that I'm going to do 75 hard once a year at least, you know, kickstart that discipline. I don't know when is the best time for me to be doing it. It's probably not a good time to do it. Probably after my birthday every year leading up until summer. It's probably a great time starting in winter, finishing it when it's a bit warmer. Um, but I'm definitely going to do the program once a year. And I really want to do that properly for 75 days from start to finish this year. Yeah, 100%. So do uh, after the wedding. Well, I reckon it's going to be for me like an on and off it, I think for me it's going to be an on and off thing. Yeah. Like it'll be like indulge for two months, do 50 hard for – or do 75 hard, indulge for a couple of months, do 75 hard, mm. you know, because you can't – is that sustainable? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'll, I'll find out. I'll find out. But I enjoy, the, I enjoy the clarity and the confidence that I get from it so much. Mm. You know, I yeah. feel like I could run out there and kill a bear right now. Well, I mean, that's, that's one of the things, right? Being harder to kill. Be harder to kill. Like, I, I can't recite at the moment, but one of my new kind of, uh, watch this guy talk about it, um, and his mentality is be harder to kill. When you're harder to kill, Every aspect of your life is running optimally. Is this Liver King? 
No. No. No, no, no. No, no. But it's a good logic, right? Be harder to kill. Tell me what, yeah, but explain to me more about the. So you're, you know, he likes to train his mind, the cardiovascular fit, right? And so his, his three things are, if I do these three things every single day, it makes me harder to kill, right? Educate myself, continually educate myself read and learn be cardiovascular fit so great agility res- so res- like. res- respiratory system yeah um and just like endurance fit and then be strong so lift weights yeah be strong breathe well be smart yeah those three things he goes if i do those three things every single day i make myself harder to kill and it's a cool, like, little logic, like yeah. Whether it's from another human or whether it's from a virus or anything, yeah. You know, if you if you maintain those three things over a life, hundred percent, that's going to make you harder to kill. You're going to be smart. You're going to be able to. You'll be fit, and you're going to be strong. Yeah. And they're this. I mean, they're quite basic. Who's the guy? The guy is. This is where we need our own person sitting in the uh, corner with yeah, the, with the Google Jeremy or something. Yeah. Jordan. Not that I'm not about the guy, but yeah, no, nah, Jeremy, <laughs> nah, the name of the guy that sits there on Google googling things. Um, this might take a minute, but that's okay. It's worth it's worth finding for me personally because I find that interesting. It's really good. We were talking on the, on an episode a few times ago about like taking every like listening to all the podcasts and then becoming your own authentic self. Yeah, and listening to people like this, like that, and Andy Frisella who take something hell seriously. Yeah. And then you just take the parts of that that are like relevant. To I don't you. want to be that guy. Yeah. But I like the impact that's a, that's having on my psychology. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. I don't want to be Andy Frisella, but I like the impact that he's having on my psychology, creating who I am. So it's like, just because you follow these people doesn't mean you want to be them. It just means like, be harder to kill. Well, actually, <laughs> yeah, part of that's kind of interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Without taking it the whole hog and making a whole brand out of it. Uh, I can't find it oh actually nothing um again i'm i would rather i would rather you find it yeah, yeah. and us cut this out i know where to find it oh good um you dm'd him it is <laughs> his name is <laughs> this is boring <laughs> that's all right don't stress don't stress, it's just me and you and thousand others. Who you listening? Kurt. Hey, Kurt. Maybe, yeah. Maybe mum. Hey, mum. Maybe Georgia. Hey, Georgia. It's weird. I've got, I saved the video that he was talking about it. Yeah, it's not here. That's a bummer. Maybe yeah. we can make it a um a goal oh. for Oh, you found it? <laughs> no, that's not it. Oh. Okay. Yeah. No, it's not here. Okay. Never mind. All good. It's okay. We gave it a solid two oh, minutes. Uh, I've got it written down and one thing that we wanted to 
doing the podcast was in you know, that thing I'm doing my book where I write down things that I learned. I'll bring it in and every day I'll give one. It's written in there. So it is, it's the first one in there. It's oh, the fantastic. The um, before we bring this bad boy to a close. Yes. Um, one of the things is reading 10 pages of a book. Yes. I just want to know what book you're reading. Um, Relentless. By Tim Grover. Yeah. yeah. How are you finding it? Fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, he was a he was like a a mental, physical, all in one trainer that trained Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Johnson. I think his name is. Um, the Rock. No, nah, Dwayne someone. <laughs> yeah. Dwayne. I don't know. A lot of basketball players. A lot of other athletes. And his way of approaching them training and like um their mental like mental state that he can get them to um he talks about like coolers what's the fucking three things there's only three like three um abbreviations of types of people there's the coolers there's something the coolers the closers and the cleaners and the cleaners are like the people that just are like they're so in the zone when they're on, like they're the best of the the best of the best, you know. Closes are people that are great but don't have that resilience to always be great. Cleaners are like the guys that, you know, change the way that they do things, change the way that people do things because of the way that they do things. Right, right, you know? right. Um, like Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, they're, they're cleaners. Right. You know, he was like. And then what's a cooler? A cooler is like someone that's got skills and so on but always gets wrapped up in their own head that they can't always perform right so um, but there's, a, there's a myriad of different like ways to describe them like i'll give you the book uh, when i'm finished i'll be finished probably mid next week um mid this week sorry um but yeah really good i'm not a basketball fan but he doesn't really talk about basketball he talks about more so like mindset and overcoming things and overcoming like personal um personal walls you know overcoming injury and how to, you know, get past that, how to like push yourself further than you think that you can even imagine, you know, and doing that for so long that you become the best at what you are. Epic. Yeah, it's hectic. I might have to, I think that's probably the first, not the first <clears throat> out of all the books that you've been reading, but it's the number one thing I think that I want. It's the number one book I want to borrow off you it's after sick. you're done with it. That's yeah. good. Um, Yeah, there's, a lot of lessons that, or well, a lot of things that I'm taking out of the book. Killer. Yeah. Um, uh, and then once I've finished that one, what's my next one that I've got? Um, I've got about seven books on my bookshelf that I haven't read yet. So I've got a lot of books there. Um, there's a, I feel like there's going to be, you've read Extreme Ownership, didn't you? No. No, you read Leadership Strategies and yeah, Tactics yeah. by Jocko. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like there's going to be a point here where you and I need to like have a comparison of who's read what books mm. and then switch so we're on the same page. You know, mm. you and I like share each other podcasts and we're both like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We both get yeah, on the yeah. same page with the podcast, especially with the book I'm reading, like Culture Code. Oh, yeah, I want to read that. Like. There's Actually, so I think much. that might be my next one to spot the books that I've got sitting on my shelf. Yeah, well, and I think I might do Relentless. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, oh, another one that um, I want to read that I don't own yet is called 
the automated millionaire. Um, Andy Fisella talks about it a lot, and it's oh, like, really? it's a way. Of, it's just I, from what I've gathered, it's like a way of thinking about money and a way of utilizing your money. Right. Okay. Um, okay. Cool. For good rather than evil. Yeah. Uh, well, he's mentioned it a lot. I haven't looked into it. I've just jotted it down as something that I'm going to look into. If it doesn't really fit my vibe, then I'm probably not going to read it. But, nah, fair call. Um, like, I'm not going to read Get Rich or Die Trying. It's not going to help me. It's a 50 cent book. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I guess but yeah, we should. one of the good things about what Andy Frisella has reminded me of this week, listening back to him again now that we're doing the hard program, is his sentence that he keeps saying, and I brought it up over the last few days, so sorry to anyone who's listened to me say this already, but about how the best thing you can do for the planet, and again, I'm taking this in context, so listen to what I'm saying for the greater picture. The best thing you can do for the planet is to get rich because then getting rich means that you can build a homeless shelter Rather than, more. rather than working in a homeless shelter yeah, yeah. Two, two, two times a year. Yeah. You know, you can't, like, money helps you do good things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Get rich if, if you're not, if you're worried if you're not that, a prick. Like, for me personally, one of the personal things for me is like, which I don't, I've never spoken about, and it comes up every now and then in my brain is like, high schoolers need an education in finance, like mm. how to invest, how to save, how to, like, how, how to not, why not, like, it's stupid to get a car. Basic finance stuff that you don't get taught in school. Someone has to fund that curriculum or someone needs to pay for a group of people to go out and do like, all right, everyone in the assembly area, today we're doing finance with old mate and old mate from this company because it can't, because it's not in the curriculum, but it's an extra curricular. Yeah. Someone needs to fund that and I would love to fund that if I was loaded. There's a yeah. reason why they don't teach that in schools. Yeah, yeah, let's not get bogged down in <laughs> semantics of it. Don't get bogged in it. Look. Teachers want people to be teachers. It's my taking ownership of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the world's not just the way it is. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, you know, you need money to make change. Yeah. You know, and Andy Frisella talks a lot about he doesn't want to get rich to be rich. He doesn't want to get rich to be rich and then finish. Like he doesn't see an end. He was going to work this hard and he talks about this in the podcast I listened to yesterday. He's going to work as hard as he's working now until he dies because it's about making a change. It's about creating something everlasting. It's not about making wealth for yourself, you know. Like mm. that only like that that's only going to get you so far, you know. Yeah, yeah. cool, have a nice house, have a nice car. Travel the world. What have you done? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. what have you done? Yeah. You'll all of those things get left behind when you go and they just become someone else's materials. Yeah. That's it. If you build something that changes the world, changes, you know, changes someone's, you know, life, that's making that's that's working. Yeah. You know. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's worth doing. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. And in doing that, if you become successful and you've got money, you can like people have this stigma about people that have lots of money, right? For sure, because you you know the people that you see that have lots of money flaunt it, you know, and they flex on online. But the people that have lots of money that do good with it, you don't hear about them because they're not flexing that they're doing that, you know. They're just you need money to make change and you need money to help. You don't 
only need money to help. You need a good attitude and you yeah, need to yeah, be out yeah. there willing to do it. But money does help make change. It's the fuel. Yeah. It's the fuel for the car. All right. Almost time to wrap it up. Yeah, I've got to go. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're only like, were you meant to be there six minutes ago? No, I needed to be home at 11.30. Oh, and I've got Raj. to ride home. Roger. Okay. Well, anyway, wrap that up. Um, collision of the week. Yeah. Collision turn. of the week is um, <clears throat> is a bunch of people. It's all of our friends. All of our friends. It was the ability to spend three or four days with our closest mates, you yeah. know, yeah. Um, and and just have some great conversations that weren't that weren't work related. They were just you know life, universe, and whatever else. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. So our collision this week is is our is our best mates that we got to spend the weekend with and um, enjoying some downtime with. Yeah. So shout out to Ryan Joseph, Ben Blackman, Luke Wakefield. Zach Scholes, Jake Villaverde, Sam Derbyshire, Mark Delgasile, Matt Boylan, Aidan Smith, Luke Manera, Jeremy White, Blake Taylor, Axon, just Axon, Axon for Axon, Lawrence Jenkins, DT. That's it. That's it. They're the main. Well, and uh, and everyone and I got to hang out with on the boat. Yeah, but yeah. you know, for the you know for the most part, we were, that group of people were all together all weekend and. Um, it's yeah, those moments don't come as often as they usually do. And, you know, it was just a really good few days hanging out with good, positive, fun banter. Yeah. yeah. Was, there was yeah. no bullshit. Like, um, those moments are, you know, things that you remember forever, you know? Dude, we have, I mean, I don't want to talk too much about the context, but. Because of why I'm thinking it, but we have really, really good friends and really, really good friendships. There are thing there are there are conversations that we have with our mates that other people would not even dream of having with their friends about, like, like we support each other. Mm. We want the best for each other. Mm. We don't pull anyone down. Everyone picks each other up and pushes them to the next level. Everyone wants the best for each other. Yeah. And people will go out of their way to make that the truth. Yeah. I and defend each other when necessary. And we're just like, it's really nice to grow up with a bunch of mates that that it, we've been friends since we were teenagers. Yeah. Who all have the same mindset of just being like, I want the best for you. I want the best for you, and I want the best for everyone around me. And and, I want and I'm not a push, and I'm not going to be a pushover about it. Like. Yeah, I'm yeah, not going to yeah. not have an opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but ultimately, it's for your own good that I'm saying what I'm saying and mm. I'm feeling the way I'm feeling or whatever. I spoke to my pop on Monday because it was his birthday. Yeah. Um, and he was oh sorry on Tuesday, and he was asking how the weekend was and so on. And I was asking him how he enjoyed the, the boat party because I don't think your pop's been on a boat party for probably thirty years. Um, and he was like, Aldo, considering how much you know. Everyone was drinking and how many guys were there and so on. He goes, I was moving around the boat and I didn't see a single altercation between anyone. He goes, you've got some really good fucking friends if you can get that many guys on a boat for that long and then not be a bust up mm. or, you know, not be a, a single argument. He goes, I was walking around and I didn't see a, there was just smiles on everyone's faces and everyone was so lovely and 
he's like, you've got a really good bunch of people around you. And I was like, and I was like, fucking oath. Yeah, that's really nice. You know? Yeah. It's nice you know, that you saw that. You know, there was people there that didn't know each other. Mm. But to be able to pull all those groups of people together from like work and friends and old friends and family and, and so on and pull all those together and everyone just have a fucking ripper time, like that's pretty beauty. That is pretty beauty. Pretty beauty. <laughs> I was going to say beautiful, but then my brain just stopped thinking. Yeah, man. No, that, that's good. Um, so, yeah, that- our collision of the week is our mates. Um, we love you all dearly. And that was a fucking ripper. And let's do that again. Let's do that again. <laughs> all right. Not for a little bit, though. We need a bit of a bit of a breather. High fives and hugs episode four. Let's go, brother. At the end. Oh, big stretch. Big high five. Nice one, boys. See you tomorrow. See you in the morrow. Bye, everyone. Ciao.